for today's game. For the fielding alignments for the Farmington Knights, Glenn, what will we be looking at in the field today for Farmington? Well, we're looking for uh, in the field today for the Farmington Knights, you're going to have Cooper behind the plate, Cox over at first, Probst at second, Redmond at short, and Crump over at third. It's Tinsley, McDowell, and Rice in the outfield, and on the mound, it is Sutherland today making the start for the Farmington Knights. Sutherland features a fastball, four-seamer, and two-seamer. A changeup and a curveball. His fastball will sit between 78 and 80 miles an hour. He's set on the mound. He kicks, and the lefty delivers the first pitch of the game and for the spring broadcast season. And it's right down the middle, a strike. Count is 0-1 with the four-seam fastball from Trevor Sutherland. Wasting no time, the 0-1 swung on a miss, 0-2. Looked like that was the two-seamer that time. It had a lot of movement on it. I'll get to that in just a second. Starting lineup brought to you by Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance. 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the parkland since 1955. Called strike three looking. Loisa Cam down on strikes for the first out in the top half of inning number one. Starting lamps are also brought to you by J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency. 63 East School Street in Bontaire. Allow J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. One away. Here comes Carter to the plate. He'll check his swing, and the umpire says, yes, he went around, called strike. I think early on in a season like this, any high school season, you're going to see pitchers way ahead of the hitters early on, so it'll take a little while for the hitters to kind of catch up. Pitch in there for a strike. Count is 0-2. I think we even see that in Major League Baseball, too. Sutherland pitch on the outside, taken for a ball. Good little throwaway pitch there. And Sutherland, he got some good praise from Coach Hain. As there's a pitch that misses high and away for a ball. When I was chatting with him pregame asking what Sutherland throws. Here's the 2-2 from him. Missing on the inside. Losakam has to kind of scoop back a little bit, get out of the way. The 3-2. Swung on and missed. Blown right by him. Strike three. And both Losakam brothers down on strikes. And that brings Dean Booker to the plate. Designated hitter senior for the Fox Warriors. It took a little more time to get Carter Losakam this time around. But uh, nevertheless, the uh, same outcome. And there's another strike low in the zone. It looked like, again, that two-seamer. When I asked Coach Hain pregame what Sutherland throws, his first response was not fastball, curveball, changeup. It was nothing straight. And he kind of said it in an endearing way. It's not like, oh, man, this kid can't hit the strike zone. It was, no, this this guy's got some movement on his stuff. And he went on to say that his two-seamer, as the count's all even at one and one, as there's one that misses inside, two balls, one strike, his two-seamer moves more than some kid's sliders, he said. That is some high praise. 2-1. Low outside corner. Sutherland doesn't get the call. It's a 3-1 count now to Dean Booker with Sam Street winning his turn on deck. The pitch. In on the knees. Called strike. Dean Booker thought it was going to be ball four. Already tossed his bat aside. He's looking for it back as one of the assistants will just kind of hand it to him. This one better be, <laughs> if it's close, he better be hacking because yeah. usually umpires don't like it when you toss the bat and take off running before they make the call. Here's the 3-2. Low, called strike three. It happened again. 
Booker tosses the bat, but he's rung up this time. Two pitches in a row he does that, and Trevor Sutherland strikes out the side to begin the first inning. No score. We'll see the Fox Warriors come to the plate for the first time when we return after this on KFMO. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. It's everyday savings when you grocery shop at your locally owned Sable Up Food Stores with locations in Farmington, Park Hills, Bonterre, Potosi, DeSoto, and Perryville. Open seven days a week and everything's always fresh. Your Sable Up Food Stores are proud to be part of the communities they serve and a proud sponsor of high school sports. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you. Unico Bank. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring CDL drivers for their growing private and busy fleet in southeast Missouri. They'll train those without experience and continue to hire qualified drivers year-round. Gilster has dropped the age to 18 for local drivers, and they'll pay for training. Drivers are home weekly, and benefits include vacation and major medical and prescription insurance. You'll also have access to the company store for discounted grocery shopping. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. No score, half an inning in the books. We'll see the Farming Tonight's come to the plate for the first time this game. Bring you their lineup brought to you by Shelter Insurance, your local shelter insurance agents. We're your shield, we're your shelter. Jackson McDowell, center fielder for the Farming Tonight's, will lead things off. He'll be followed up by Aiden Redmond, the shortstop for the Knights. Uh, batting third, it's second baseman Caden Probst. His protection, the cleanup hitter, is Ryan Cooper, catcher for the Farmington Knights. Brady Cox plays first base for Farmington. He'll be batting fifth as well. Colton Crump, the third baseman for Farmington today. He bats sixth. Colby Larkins is the designated hitter, batting seventh for Farmington. He'll be batting in place of left fielder Tatum Tinsley. The pitcher, Trevor Sutherland, bats eighth. And the nine hitter is Connor Rice. He'll be the right fielder for Farmington. It's McDowell, Redmond, Probst, Cooper, Cox, Crump, Larkins, Sutherland, and Rice for the Farmington Knights in order. Counts it's 0-1 to Jackson McDowell. And the pitch. Taken low and in on the knees for a ball. Count all even. One ball, one strike from pitcher Braden Losakam. And we'll bring you the fielding alignment for the Fox Warriors. Again, here's Glenn Berry. All right, we'll start in left field. Seth Steiger will be out in left. Corbin Waller in center. Will Brunniger will be in right field. It's Nathan Young, Nick Darty, and Carter Losakam, along with Tyler uh, Long, or Lang, rather, on the uh, infield as the ball is fouled back and out of play. And Sam Street behind the plate with Braden Losakam on the mound for the Fox Warriors. Starting lineups, they come courtesy of Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Counts hits one ball and two strikes to Jack. And McDowell. As Lusa Cam set with the right hand at the chin. Kicks and fires. Misses off the plate. Four ball. We're all even at two balls, two strikes. Lusa Cam. Fastball, changeup, curveball, slider. That's what his arsenal features. He's set at the belt. Brings it up chin high. And the righty. Kicks and fires the 2 2. Hit in the air, right field, but foul. McDowell lines that one and stays alive for another pitch. He got around on it a little bit, but just couldn't quite get around enough. And as it uh, hit off the end of the bat, it just tailed to the right and was well uh, fouled before the ball finally hit the ground. The 2-2. 
Low and outside. Count run full by Jackson McDowell. Three balls and two strikes. What's something you like to see, I think, if your Farmington is make the pitcher work, especially early in the season. You're not sure if he's got his control just yet. Pitch hit back up the middle. Snagged by the second baseman, Losakam, to first in time. And we got one away here in the bottom of the first inning. Losakam did a great job. That would be Braden. Losakam did a great job by uh, coming back and not throwing a pitch that he didn't want to throw. He still came after the batter, and he grounds it right up the middle back to the second baseman, Carter Lusikam, who'll throw it over to Lang for the out. That will bring Aiden Redmond to the plate. Shortstop for the Farmington Knights. Batting out of the right-handed batter's box. Braden Lusikam sets and fires. Hit on the ground towards third. Takes a high hop. Nathan Young's got it over to first in time, two away. One pitch and two outs, and that's a much better outcome there for the pitcher, Brayden Losekam. After working the count full, having a uh, foul ball hit down the right field line, throwing a total of six pitches. As I said, Farmington would like to see him work a little more. Well, that time, he didn't have to. One pitch, got his second out. Losekam with two away, faces off against second baseman for Farmington, Caden Propes. He checks his swing. And it's going to be a check down to first, and they call it a strike. They say Probst went around. Felt like he went around either way, but I, I kind of watched the way the ball hit. I think it hit the catcher's mitt and bounced back out, but it was kind of like for a minute I thought, did it hit something else? Yeah, it, was, it almost, you know, without the sound of it, lo- looked like he checked his swing and hit the ball, but he didn't. Instead, he'll just chop it on to short. Nick Darty right towards him. He goes across the diamond to first, and we've got a 1-2-3 bottom of the first inning. No score through one inning of play. Fox Warriors coming up when we return. You're listening to High School Baseball on AM 1240 KFMO. Is your insurance company like that cousin who only calls when he needs money? It might be time to see me, Chris Morrison, your good neighbor State Farm agent in Farmington. I'll show you why State Farm has been the number one name in insurance for over 70 years. Personal service, big savings on your auto, home, or life insurance, and fast claim service when you need us. Contact me today, and I'll show you how to get to a better state with a better rate. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. Hi, Kimber Monroe, local attorney and proud sponsor of high school sports. With over 20 years of legal experience, I'm here to help you. That's Kimber Monroe at KimberMonroeLaw.com. The choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based on advertising. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. Through one inning of play, no score, and the Fox Warriors return to the plate and begins with a swinging strike from right-hander. Leading things off here in this inning, Sam Street, catcher for the Fox Warriors, and cleanup hitter as well. BL1. Check swing. They want an appeal down to first, and the first base umpire will say, yes, Sam Street went around. It's a called strike. Counts, it's 0-2. Here's Sutherland again, wasting no time. Fouled straight back. 
Well, we don't have a pitch clock in this league, but we do have uh, pitchers who get on the mound pretty quick and get right after it. And uh, both these pitchers have come out early and have been throwing very quickly and moving right along. That's the thing people talked about, you know, could Major League Baseball pitchers, as this one's popped up, right field, heading towards the line is Connor Rice, and he runs out of room. There's not enough ballpark to hang on to that baseball. It goes out of play. Count remains 0-2 for Sam Street. But you know, there was the talks when the rules came in. Everyone was trying to make excuses left and right with the pitch clock of, oh, they're working them way too fast. We see high school kids pitch at this speed. You, know, you get the ball, you get set, you throw it. You don't mess around too much. The 0-2. Off the plate for a ball. One ball, two strikes. Needless to say, if that wasn't obvious, I'm a huge fan of the rule change adding the pitch clock. Len, what about you? Are you in favor of it? I mean, we've only I'm, seen it through spring training so far, but... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the batter clock, I think is what I'm more, you know, because it's 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 kind of hard to tell mm-hmm. because you got a pitcher on the mound and he's looking down at the uh, dirt, digging at the dirt, and the batter's standing in the box and he looks up and all of a sudden the umpire goes, oh, that's a strike because you weren't paying attention. And that was one I kind of have to, I guess, grow on me. 2-2, called strike three on the inside part of the plate, and Sutherland is sent down the first four batters he's faced all via the strikeout in this game so far. And that will bring Corbin Waller to the plate. Lefty center fielder for the Fox Warriors, five hitter. He'll dig in here. I get why it needs to be there, you know, so that way the pitcher, it, 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 the whole point of the pitch clock is to force action to happen. Deadline spurn action. Ooh. Oh, and we got our first base runner of the game as Waller takes one on the thigh. Tried to turn away from it as Sutherland just lost control. And taking his base is Corbin Waller on the hit-by-pitch. Yeah, has a little breaking pitch that just didn't break enough. It just looked like it was going to maybe catch the inside corner. But Waller stood and waited, and I think he kind of expected it to break over the plate as well. But it never did, and it kind of hit him on the backside. He's down at first base. Trevor Sutherland sets. Working from the stretch for the first time this game. He'll throw over to first, checking on Waller. Waller, the center fielder for Fox as well. If there's someone you don't want to put on base, that's it. Pitch. High and outside, missing for a ball. I've been watching some of the games. I know Wilson Contreras got called out today on a automatic strike three, mm-hmm. and that was where he backed out and tried to tighten his gloves and get back in the booth. Gets away from the catcher and Cooper taking off for second. Waller, he's got it easily. And Sutherland, great start to the game through the first four batters. Now here he stands behind 2-0 and in the count. And a runner on second and Corbin Waller, one away in the top of the second inning. Swing and a miss. Count two balls, one strike. Nick Darty at the plate, shortstop for the Fox Warriors. Sutherland sets. It's a long look to second base. And we got time called at the plate by Darty. Fox wearing the red uniforms this afternoon. Black letters and numbers with a white trim. Fox written on the back of the uniform. The Fox Warrior arrow, the logo on the front left side of the chest of the uniform. As there's another swinging strike for Darty. And the count all even at two and two. Nice bounce back from Sutherland on the hill. Farmington, meanwhile, white uniforms, Knights written across the front with black letters and a gold trim, inverse colors for the number on the uniform. Pitch misses low for a ball, and the count sits three balls and two strikes to Doherty. 
High inside, gets away from the catcher, Ryan Cooper. He'll go to third with it. Sweeping tag, not in time. Waller's in safely. It was ball four to Darty, and Waller jumped on it and takes third on the pass ball. Catcher's had a little trouble getting the ball out of the dirt here in this uh, first or second inning, rather, as he's had a couple of balls down low. The first one a little bit harder to catch than that one, but that one that time I just don't think he quite got to it and got in front of it and blocked it. Trouble on the base path for Sutherland. You've got runners at the corners. One out. Fastball upstairs misses for a ball. Darty takes second. Farmington lets him have it. Now it's two on in scoring position and one out. I don't know if uh, the uh, catcher Cooper himself actually lost the handle on the ball or if that was kind of a deke to try to see if they could get the runner to break from third base as though he was, you know, he didn't know where the ball was, that kind of a thing. But uh, he's had a little bit of trouble here in the last couple of pitch pitches. Cooper comes out to the mound to have a chat with Trevor Sutherland. And he'll make his way back behind home plates. Always talk about how Wilson Rozier, not an easy ballpark to catch in. And we're not referring to anything that's kind of affected Cooper so far. Usually when we're discussing that, it refers to the amount of space you have behind home plate. High and outside, missing for a ball as losing his hat on that pitch is Trevor Sutherland. It's the second time that's happened to him. Yeah, in some ballparks, when that ball gets past the catcher, it hits the backstop and bounces right back to him. So you almost have to get a break if you're a runner to see that ball bounce somewhere else besides right back to the catcher. The 2-0 inside, missing for a ball. Three balls, no strikes. Only one spot to put Tyler Lang. That's first. You've got Darty at second, Waller at third, and no score in the top of the second inning with one out and a 3-0 count. Sutherland, the lefty, delivers. Misses upstairs. Ball four. The bases are juiced for Seth Steger, who will come to the plate. Well, this has been all the undoing of the Farmington pitching staff and Sutherland so far as he... He's just kind of lost his uh, control for a little bit. That first inning was pretty efficient, striking out all three batters, two on called strikes, one on a swing and a miss, and pretty much looked like he was in, you know, really good control at that point. But then after fighting with Sam Street and uh, striking him out, then a hit by pitch and uh, another base on balls, and then this second base on balls, and the bases are loaded with one out. Yeah, so far everything for Fox has been walk, base on balls, or strikeout. I mean, it's kind of been a weird game. We haven't seen anyone with really solid contact into the field of play for Fox. Only contact we've seen are foul balls to the right side, mm-hmm. well out of play, so they weren't really hit hard. They were kind of hit off the end of the bat for the uh, Farmington Knights. Fox hasn't really put the ball in play yet. Let's see what they do here. Bases are loaded, and the pitch following a meeting on the mound with Farmington assistant coach Trevor Sutherland, his catcher, and Ryan Cooper and the entire infield as well. And it begins with a strike as Seeger behind on the fastball. Seeger takes one outside this time for a ball. One ball, one strike. Old school baseball would have said Steger wouldn't move that bat off his back uh, shoulder until he got a strike. But this time he came up swinging. The 1-1 golfed into left field. Shallow. Tatum Tinsley can't come on in time to make a play on it. There's a chance at a play at the plate, but it's cut off by Colton Crump. And that will allow Waller to score after he had to hold up in case Tinsley made a play on the ball. And it's 1-0 Fox Warriors on the RBI single. 
and I think it was a great running play, too, by Nick Doherty. He was over at second base, so he probably had the best view of where that ball was going to land. And as Tinsley came in from the left side, it looked for all reasons that he was going to get to it, but uh, Doherty saw that he wasn't going to, and he scooted over to third. Pitch gets away from the catcher, Ryan Cooper. He slides on it, throws back to home, not in time, and safe on the pass ball is Darty, and it's 2-0 in favor of the Fox Warriors. That's three pass balls here in the uh, inning for Cooper behind the plate, so he's uh, started off a little rough this year, and now the Farmington Knights have started down 2-0. We're in the top of the second inning. We've still got one out. That out began the inning. It was Sam Street. Will Bruinger up to the plate. He'll take a strike. And going back to that play at third, you know, you talked about it. I know the bases are loaded, so he had to move up. But Doherty was looking at that play right in front of him. So rather than stay where he was, he was able to figure out he was going to make it over the third. He got about halfway, realized that ball was falling. And by the time that the left fielder Tinsley got to it, there wasn't anything he could do with it. The 2 outside corner, cold strike three. Bruinger down on strikes. That's the second out in the top half of inning number two. And a sigh of relief from Farmington pitcher Trevor Sutherland as he's got the Fox Warriors on the ropes in this inning. One more out, and he limits the damage to just two runs. Fox, however, they've got the starting lineup up at the plate, and a nice breaking ball out of the hand of Sutherland dropped in the bucket for strike one to Braden Losikam. Strikeout looking on his first at-bat to begin this inning, or begin this ball game rather. And we got a check swing. The home plate umpire says no, he did not go around. We talked about it a lot last year. Bottom of the lineup does something. It usually bodes well for the whole team. The 1-1. High and outside, missing for a ball. In this case, it was Steiger who just put the bat on the ball, got it out into play, got it dropped in the place where nobody stood and got that first run in and kind of kept the line moving. 2-1. High and outside, missing for a ball, three and one. I'm a firm believer of producing outs in the bottom part of the lineup is a big indicator between success and unsuccessful outings for pitchers. There is a called strike to bring the count full at three and two. Sutherland bounces back. But, you know, you look at some of the guys that are on base right now, Tyler Lang, Seth uh, Steger. Line towards short, backhanded by the shortstop, Aiden Redman on a hop towards first, the stretch, Brady Cox keeps his foot on the bag, and that will end the top of the second inning. An impressive play from Aiden Redmond to Brady Cox for the 6-3 putout to end the top of the second inning, but the damage is done. Two runs off of one hit, no errors, and two runners left stranded. Your score sits 2 to nothing in favor of Fox as we head to the bottom of the second inning when we return after this on KFMO. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishan on Benham Street in Bon Terre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration. 
Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by American Family Insurance Agent Harry Peterson in Farmington, Bryant Restoration in Bonterre, Mineral Area Overhead Door in Park Hills, and CarSmart of Farmington. We head to the bottom of the second inning and a 2-0 lead for the Fox Warriors over the Farmington Knights. It's going to be Ryan Cooper, cleanup hitter, catcher to lead things off for Farmington. And a tough half inning behind the plate in the top half of inning number two. A couple pitches popping out of his mitt. We'll see if he can bounce back at the dish here and help Farmington close in on that two-run lead. And to be quite honest, none of them were really... Uh, terrible errors. They were just hard to handle, and he just couldn't quite get a hold of them. Uh, not being a wild pitch. Pulled foul, hit hard up the third base line. Counts it 0 and 1 for Ryan Cooper. After what amounted to about an eight minute top half of inning number two. I think you got to give Sutherland a little credit, too, for getting out with only two runs in because he was back up at the top of the lineup, and he had a potential for a damaging inning there. Mio one called strike. I mean, the bases were loaded at one point as well with only one out. Yep. And even though it was the bottom of the lineup, you know, you had an opportunity even after that player made the out, the next guy coming up was the top of the lineup who's a good hitter. Check swing on a breaking ball low and away. Staying off of it is Cooper, and the count goes one ball, two strikes. We saw that last night in the uh, – World Baseball Classic with Wainwright in his first inning. Three of the weirdest infield hits ever in a row, and then a, a walk made it one to nothing. It looked like he was on his way out of that game. The one-two. On the inside, it gets a piece of Ryan Cooper grazing his belt buckle, and he'll take first base. A couple of hit-by-pitches here. These are probably not the variety of, uh, you know, trying to send a message or do any kind of damage, they're probably more of a, hey, it's one of the first games of the season. Pitchers don't have a whole lot of control at times, just letting pitches get away from them at this point. Courtesy runner over at first base in place of Cooper. It's Ian Sales who will be running for him. He's got an average lead over at first base as the first pitch fired to Brady Cox. Swung on a miss. He's behind, and the count sits. No balls, one strike. Brady's got himself a neon pink bat up there. You definitely know which bat is his when you see the pile of them laying around. You're not going to miss it. You can probably turn the lights off and still find that bat. (laughs) Check down at first, diving back in time is Ian Sales. He's not the only one with an interesting color for a part of their uniform or gear today. Do you notice the glove of Braden Losakam, the pitcher from the Fox Warriors? Like, am I seeing that correctly? Is that like a sky blue, very like faint powder blue glove that he's got? That's what it looks like. Throw down to first, almost away from Tyler Lang. He has to reach back across his chest towards the dugout and snag it. Back in plenty of time because that is Ian Sales. Count remains 0-1. 
We always talk about shoes during football season. Guys like Mason Williams with Central yeah, always had those. sky blue yeah. shoes. That's always popular topic of conversation during basketball as well, mm-hmm. sneakers. Starting to see that type of swagger bleeding its way into baseball more and more. I didn't see the shoes on Mason during basketball, though. I think he had uh, regular Central shoes or whatever <laughs> for that. Pitch just a bit upstairs for a ball. One ball, one strike, it's your count. But, hey, you finish second in the state, you can wear whatever you want to, yeah. is what I, what I say. Yeah, what a season for the Central Rebels. District champs in football with a big win over the Valley Catholic Warriors. Turn it around, finish second in state in baseball. As there's a breaking ball. I don't know where that one missed. That thing looked like it was dropped right in the bucket for a strike, similar to what we saw from Sutherland last half inning, but no call from the home plate umpire this time. Counts two and one. The movement on that almost looked like it was a wiffle ball. It just kind of all of a sudden just darted back. Popped up, foul territory, first base side, tough angle for the first baseman, Tyler Lang, and he can't catch up to it. It innocently lands amongst the grass, and the count is two balls, two strikes. You know, you hear from Major League ball players all the time when they say a ball hit like that, you should turn, run to the spot where you think it's going to be, and then look up. I don't know. I've never been able to do anything <laughs> like that in my life. I know Major Leaguers can do it. You've got to have a great read off the bat to be yeah. able to do that. And that that is just a very tough play for the first baseman laying there. Otherwise, you're just going to look absolutely silly if you read that wrong. Swung on and missed, foul tipped, hung on by the catcher Sam Street, and down on strikes is Brady Cox for out number one in the bottom of the second inning. Yeah, I'd be the kind of guy that would turn and run and then look up, and it would be over like 10 feet away from me. I'd whoop, overran that one. That's just a. And uh, then everyone's tough. looking at you like, what are you doing, dude? Watch, yeah. it. Watch the ball while you're tracking it. And then you try to say, oh, I thought it was going this way. It's, it's one of those, that excuse isn't going to fly with a coach. Swung on and missed to begin the at bat for Colton Crump. Believe it or not, I played outfield in high school. So when I played the outfield, I knew what it was to, you know, judge a ball and try to find a ball in the sometimes in the dark air and all that kind of stuff. But I was never that guy that could turn and run to the spot. Fouled straight back. Now, in defense of Tyler Lang, it is a way easier read in the outfield where the fly ball is going because you're pretty square up with it for a, for a good second to right. see where it's going. Tyler Lang, that thing was off the bat, and within a half second, it was already past his head. He has to turn his shoulders and run to try to track it down. The 0-2. Gets away from the catcher, Sam Street, as it misses on the inside for a ball. Ian Sales will take off for second. He's got it with ease. And another case of the Wilson-Rosier ballpark eating up a ball. We've seen this so many times after a pitch goes past the catcher, it rolls into this grass area and just dies. So it doesn't bounce back. It doesn't give you an opportunity to run over there and pick it up on a bounce. It just lays still, and you have to go find it. Even if it doesn't, you've got about a good 45 feet, I would guess, you know, about 15 yards, 45 feet behind home plate before you get to that wall. This isn't like St. Genevieve where it's right there. You know, where it's like, you know, 5, 10, about 10 feet behind you, I would guess, at St. Jen. The 2-2. Popped up, foul territory behind us, out of play. So we listen for the sound of windshields and cars in the background. Usually in an open-air ballpark, not like Wilson-Rosier, you got the whole crowd watching, fingers crossed, hoping it's not their vehicle, or in our case, the new station vehicle that we've got. And then you listen for just the chorus of oohs that follow when it dings off of someone's car, even worse than when it crashes through someone's windshield. Foul tip, 
Two and two remains the count for Colton Crump. Well, I may regret it, but I backed into my parking space today because knowing that my back window probably needs to be replaced. <laughs> the two-two. Low missing for a ball. Three balls and two strikes your count. Really patient at bat from Colton Crump to run it full. Very patient about that pitch was hard to lay off of. It looked like it was going to break over the outside corner at the last moment, and it started to break. It just did not quite make it there. Colby Larkin's waiting his turn on deck. He's the DH. The 3-2. Swung on and missed. Big hack from Colton Crump. Wanted to launch that thing over the 325, 335-foot sign, rather, in right field. He doesn't as he's behind, and the strikeout is credited to Losakam. And for him, that is just his second of the ball game, but it produces out number two here in the bottom of the second inning. I just say hindsight's 20-20. That might have been ball four, but it was right there in a spot. I think that uh, Crump just looked at it and said, I think I got a pitch I can hit and tried to hit it and just didn't. The count sits 0-0 for Larkins as he takes the plate with two outs. Low and outside, missing four ball. And it's a 1-0 count. We've got Ian Sales courtesy running for Ryan Cooper on second. The 1-0. Outside part of the plate missing for a ball. In a two-run ball game, it's 2-0 Fox here in the bottom half of inning number two. I think uh, you're seeing Braden Losicam do the same thing that we saw Sutherland do in that last inning. Can't quite locate a pitch or two here. So far, he's been able to get a couple of strikeouts, which is the difference in the top of this inning and the bottom. The 2-0. In the air, right field, Bruinger drifting towards the line into foul territory. Can't catch up to it. And it innocently falls amongst the grass, and it'll keep it going for Colby Larkins at the plate. 2-1 is your count. Looking around for some flags to kind of get an idea of which way the wind's blowing. It feels like, to me, from where we're sitting, it's blowing from the catcher out towards the infield. Yeah. But everything that's hit over there on that right side must be picking up some kind of a swirling wind or something because that really starts to carry and carry away from the right fielder. There's a bit of a wind today, nothing too wild. But it certainly wouldn't call it a calm day. On a warmer day, this would be considered a nice cooling breeze. Today, it's more of a slightly chilling breeze. Pitch on the outside, missing for a ball. Three and one, your counts. So even with that win, can't complain about the beautiful weather we've got on hand today. The 3-1. Hit on the ground towards second. Scooped up by Carter Losakam on to first in time. And Braden Losakam escapes the trouble that Farmington had him in. They had a runner at second base, but he couldn't get any further than that. No runs, no hits, no errors, and the aforementioned runner left stranded on second we're through two innings of play your score two to nothing fox out in front of farmington on the parkland sports leader am 1240 kfmo complete vision care in lettington and festus proudly serving the parkland's eye care needs since 1966 we would like to thank you for voting complete vision care as the best eye doctor of the parkland five years in a row complete vision care in lettington and festus the ideal choice Follow the rainbow this month to find the deal of your dreams. Hi, Ashley Sism from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. The luck of the Irish is the theme all around, but there's no need for luck when you shop here, local in town. Making us your first stop to shop won't ever get old, because this month we want to help you find your pot of gold. Trade up and trade out of your ride today. Don't think that you can? We'll show you the way. 
This March, get employee pricing on all-new Edge Escape and EcoSports. It's been far too long, and deals have been few. But with X-Plan pricing this month, we're giving back to you. A great car buying experience is no mythical creature in green. It's a local hometown staff that truly makes you feel seen. There's no need for luck or for shopping around. We get most buyers approved with no money down. Rebuilding your credit isn't like searching for clover. Our team will help throw past credit over your shoulder. Follow the rainbow this month to your pot of gold and employee pricing. Hurry in to Sam Sism Ford Lincoln today. Call 431-3177 or online at SismFord.com. Credit requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The at-bat begins for Carter Losekam with two pitches, missing on either part of the plate. It's a 2-0 count, and he slings at one low and grounds it towards third. Colton Crump is there on the first in time, one away. Well, they haven't hit the ball hard yet off of Sutherland. The only hit of the game so far was a little dunker that fell in front of the left fielder Tinsley, which drove in a run and kind of got things started for Fox. The next run came in on a pass ball, but... Uh, you know, Sutherland has pitched into a little trouble and pitched out of it, and so far they really haven't hit him hard. Pitch missing on the outside part of the plate for a ball. And it's a 1-0 count to Booker Dean, a designated hitter for the Fox Warriors up at the plate. Struck out looking his first time around, and he waves at one to even things up at one ball, one strike. And Trevor Sutherland, you know, other than that second inning where his location got away from him a little bit, He's looked good in this game. Like you said, even the contact he's allowed, it's either been foul or it hasn't been very hard contact. He hasn't really, we haven't seen one ripped in this game. Yeah, he's been his own worst nightmare, I guess you could say, by going out and walking a couple of guys in there and hitting the batter as well. And that put Fox in business in that last inning. Two of those runs came around to score. Count now sits three and one. And it's hit in the air, right field, way foul, way out of play. Count runs full at three and two. A three-two. Hit on the ground and foul. It hits off of the batter, Booker or Dean Booker, rather, in foul territory. So he stays alive as Trevor Sutherland has already hit 55 pitches on the game so far. Here's a three-two from the lefty. Called strike three. He's got some movement on some of those pitches because that's about the third person we've seen actually counting four of the strikeouts that have been looking. They are looking for something, and it's not there, and he just breaks it right over the plate and picks up another strikeout. That's four out of six. That's pretty impressive clip. You feel like the majority of strikeouts you see throughout a game pretty heavily towards the strikeout swinging side of things, not so much looking. Pitch misses on the outside part of the plate for ball one to Sam Street. Well, the name of the game is keep him off balance. It doesn't have to be 100 miles an hour every time, and he's kept them off balance a few times today. This is low and in the dirt as it kicks up some dust, and the count is 1-0, or 2-0 rather, to Sam Street. The pitch 
fouled straight back, two and one. Sam Street, so far through this game, struck out looking. Part of those four strikeout victims to begin the lineup for the Fox Warriors in this game. It was the second half of the order that picked things up for them. The 2-1. Low and inside. Got enough of the corner. And the count is 2-2. Two two. There's that two-seamer again. The ton of movement for Trevor Sutherland. Last time up, Street did uh, go to a 3-2 count. High and outside, missing for a ball. 3-2, and two, your count once again. Right on cue. Yep, and he also fouled off a few pitches before finally taking a uh, called strike three. Let's see what... Uh, Street does this time around. 3-2. Upstairs, it's ball four. And Sam Street will take his base, and this is where Sutherland got into some trouble when he had to work from the stretch. Now bring Corbin Waller to the plate to put him in the stretch back in that second inning when he got hit by a pitch. Well, that puts the uh, pressure on him, and it puts the pressure on the catcher as well because you start thinking maybe a little bit too much about being perfect. Pitch. Gets the outside part of the plate against the lefty Corbin Waller. The count is 0-1. Still looking at kids here in high school, and uh, sometimes they get a little bit of that stress, and that causes pass balls. It causes uh, pitches out of the strike zone. The 0-1, high and inside for a ball. One ball, one strike. Corner outfielders, Tinsley in left, Rice in right. Both pretty playing favorably towards the lines on either side. Sutherland, the 1-1. Waving at it is Waller. Can't touch it. Almost felt like he wasn't backing out, but kind of leaning backwards as that pitch came out, and he just kind of flailed at it. Line back into the netting. Almost the same thing on that pitch as well, but that time he kind of got a little bit of it and fouled it back. But uh, something about those pitches coming in, lefty on lefty, has got Waller thinking about it a little too much. The 1-2. Fought off foul. I mean, we didn't really get a chance to see much of a look between Corbin Waller and Trevor Sutherland. Back in that second inning, it was the first pitch from Sutherland, a curveball that struck Waller and put him on first. Throw down to first. Diving back in time is Street, and then the ball gets away from the first baseman, Brady Cox. Picked up by the right fielder, Connor Rice, who will just trot in with the ball to keep Sam Street at second base. Those are the little things you probably see early in the season that hopefully you can correct as the season goes along. But uh, that pitch or that uh, throw over to first base just got past the first baseman, Cox, as he reached up to grab it and tried, I think, to apply the tag a little too quick. Put it down as an E1 on the pitcher, Trevor Sutherland, that puts Sam Street at second. One ball, two strikes a count. Waller at the plate. Look to second from Sutherland. He turns and fires. Doesn't get the call on the outside part of the plate, and you hear the chance shifting from one side of the ballpark to the other. The Farmington side clapping. We saw that call to strike earlier in this at-bat, to begin the at-bat, in fact. Not so much this time. Chopped towards first. Played on a hop by Brady Cox. He takes it to the bag himself, and that will do it. So Sam Street can't get any further than second base, and that brings us to the end of the top half of inning number three. To the bottom half we go. Farmington with eight, nine, and one due up when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO.
For more than 115 years, Belgrade State Bank has been neighbors helping neighbors. It's how we do business and it's what sets us apart, shaping every decision we make from supporting local causes to helping businesses and families succeed. Our checking and savings accounts, mortgages, personal and business loans, and financial planning help people reach their goals and live their dreams. It makes all the difference. Belgrade State Bank, a wise place to do business since 1906. Member FDIC. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. When you buy a vehicle, it's a big purchase and often a sacrifice. Hi, I'm John Robinson, sales manager at Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Farmington. When you're thinking about buying a newer used vehicle, we understand the hard work it takes to pay for one. That is why we work harder than any other dealership to get you the best deal possible. At Pettis Automotive, we will get you into the vehicle you need and want for the best price with the best customer service. Visit us today on the Auto Road off Highway 67 and let us help you get into the vehicle you've been dreaming about. Pettis Automotive, we will work harder for you than any other dealership. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. Farmington Knights will send Trevor Sutherland to the plate to lead things off in the bottom of the third inning, finding themselves trailing 2 to nothing on AM 1240 KFMO Park Hills. Braden Losekam on the hill, misses low and away for a ball. And the count is 1-0 to begin the at-bat for Trevor Sutherland, pitcher for the Farmington Knights. Losekan sets at the chin. The 1-0. Poked foul and above the dugout of the Fox Warriors on the third base side. We're all even at one ball, one strike. Listening to that music in the background there reminded me of the New York Mets and uh, their closer, Diaz, who is now done for the year after getting hurt in the World Baseball Classic. Is it official it's done for the year? Oh, that's a shame. The 1-1. Swung on and missed. A big hack from Sutherland. That kind of swing. He tried to get one of the two runs he's allowed throughout this game. It's one of those things that, you know, a lot of folks started saying right away, well, that's the end of the World Baseball Classic. But, uh, you know, things happen. Sometimes they just do that way. And I I saw where uh, Nemo... The uh, second baseman also got hurt the next day, but I think he's going to be okay. We got Altuve, who uh, broke his thumb, and he's going to miss a good chunk at the beginning of the season. Pitching the outside, called the ball. Two and two, your count to Trevor Sutherland. Of course, Cardinal Nation held their breath when uh, Arenado got hit in the hand last night, but his x-rays were negative, and he's back at it again. The 2-2 in the dirt, called the ball. Three and two, your count. Reminds me of 1987. Cardinals just traded for Tony Pena, the catcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And that was thought to be the thing that was going to push him over the top. About 10 games in, he gets hit in the hand, breaks his hand, he's out for most of the year. The 3-2. Sliced foul way out of play. That's always a shame when you see a team acquire a player and, you know, they get hurt. Something like that where, all right, they got hit in the hands. Yeah, it's, when it's in-game or, you know, in practice, that's one thing versus, you know, the World Baseball Classic. I mean, yes, it's still a high level of play for baseball, but it's not with the team per se. That one hits off the netting, and then Karam's off the top of the dugout for the Fox Warriors. 
Count remains full at three and two. Trevor Sutherland fouling off two in a row. He's not going down quietly. And the way he got hurt, too. The fact that he was in mid-celebration. It, you know, yeah. The game was over, and he was celebrating, and just came down wrong, and that was it. The 3-2 pitch from Losakam to Sutherland. Here it comes. Chop towards short. Darty charging on. Transfers to the right-hand throw on the first in time. One away. Nice battle between the two pitchers in today's game. Losakam and Sutherland. Advantage Losakam. One away. Here in the bottom of the third. One of the oddest injuries I've ever seen in my life was a guy playing for the Atlanta Braves named Terry Harper. And he was uh, on third base came in on a single the runner at second was rounding third and he started you know giving it the uh windmill with the right arm and he threw it around about 10 times and about the 10th time he dislocated that shoulder and he was out for a long period of time and that was just being over aggressive trying to get the runner to come around and score connor rice nine hitter for farmington fouls the first pitch he sees away a little behind on it and the count is zero and one as we've got a little bit of action in the farmington bullpen pitch check swing it's off the plate did he go around no says the first base umpire it's called a ball one ball one striker count yeah, i think the catcher street was thinking that not only did he go around but he might have ticked that ball just a little bit because it hit his glove and then went behind home plate so he felt like maybe he might have touched it so at least it's a foul ball here's the one one pitch on the outside part of the plate taken for a ball and again, Sam Street has trouble with that one as it goes off the tip of his glove. Two and one, your count. Maybe that was one of those. No, 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 really, he fouled it off. <laughs> the two one. Pitch. Way off the plate this time, no doubt about that one. Three and one, your count. I, mean, I talked before, I bring it up all the time. you got to get the bottom of the lineup out if you want to have success. Connor Rice has a chance to set the table for Jackson McDowell, who's waiting his turn on deck. The 3-1. Off the plate, ball four. And Connor Rice is on with a walk. And that'll bring McDowell back to the plate. Ground out to second in his first and only at-bat of our ball game so far. Yeah, we're going to see McDowell uh, coming up to the plate. And an opportunity now for Farmington to bring the top of their lineup up with a runner at first base, who was the number nine hitter. See if they can do any damage here. And he's got a bit of a decent lead over at first base. This Connor Rice. Let's see if he takes off for second. He doesn't, and the pitch misses low for a ball. Want to know your count to Jackson McDowell? You know, one away here in the bottom of the third inning as well. An opportunity for Farmington to strike. They trail two nothing. To the Fox Warriors. Pitch from Braden Losakam. Chopped right back to him. He snags it. We'll see if Fox can turn two. First throw to short. Down for one is Darty as he lands on the bag. Over to first. And did they get the double play? No, they didn't. Beating it out was Jackson McDowell with the speed out of the leadoff spot. And I tell you what probably kept that from being a double play. The throw from the pitcher Losakam back to Doherty covering was high. He had to go up high and get it. He came down on the bag quickly and fired it to first, but McDowell's got a little bit of speed down there, and that kept it from being a, a, a twin killing. Yeah, I kind of bought some time for McDowell. and I wasn't even sure at first if Doherty had landed on second base or not. Kind of looked like he caught, caught it with the back of his foot. Yeah. So that was uh, a little bit unorthodox, but uh, second base umpire said, yeah, he caught it. Goes in the book as a fielder's choice. 
1-6. And with two outs. And now Jackson McDowell at first. Here comes Aiden Redmond to the plate. First pitch to him. Missing low and away for a ball. 1-0 your counts. Got McDowell now at first for Farmington. Braden Losakam peaks that way. Sets. And the 1-0. Low and away, kicking up some dirt as it one-hops to the catcher, Sam Street, who backhands it. And the count sits 2-0. Well, you don't want to after turning a play like that. Now the second base umpire has come in to say something to the pitcher. I'm not sure what it is, but he's talking to him about something. I think they just called a balk on him. They did. And now he's going to explain to him what he did wrong there. So a balk on Losakam will put McDowell at second. And here's an opportunity for Farmington. If you get this ball in play with McDowell's speed, as long as it gets out of the infield, you got a chance to play to run. And I think what messed me up is I never saw the umpire throw his arms up yeah. like he called balk. And he's kind of walked up to him. Hey, that's a balk. Lined up the middle, through for a base hit as it's off the glove of Carter Losakam who tried to snag it. In to score from second is McDowell. The Farmington Knights are on the board. It's a 2-1 ball game. Well, a big play there as Redmond hits it right up the middle. It was too hard to handle for Carter Losakam, and it went into center field. And because of that bulk, the runner at second was able to come around to score. And a big play there on that bulk just before that call has given Farmington an opportunity to tie this game up. Aiden Redmond. With the RBI single, he stands on first representing the game-tying run. It's in a 2-1 ball game now. Here's the pitch. Outside corner, called a strike. You know, you can't argue a balk, but Losakam wasn't happy with it. You could tell he was asking the second base umpire, what did I do wrong? And I don't know if he picked up his foot and put it down again in a different spot or something. I don't know. Throw over to first, back in plenty of time. Aiden Redmond just checking up on him over there. 0-1 count to Caden Probst, who grounded out to short in his only at-bat of the game so far. Low average lead at first for Redmond, playing it safe, and the breaking ball, look out. Didn't have any real break to it. Probst has to duck underneath it, and it's a 1-1 count. Kind of lost his footing, too, as he was sitting on, or standing on the mound as he fell off to the opposite side. He just kind of lost his footing and just went flying off there, and that probably kept him from following through. The pitch. Breaking ball missing on the outside part of the plate this time. Two and one your count. Probst. Awaiting the 2-1 pitch. As Losakam looks to first and gets set at the chin. Righty, kicks and fires. Low and away, missing for a ball. Three and one, your count. It's the fastball this time from Losakam, and he still can't locate the plate. You feel like here that uh, Probst might have the green light to go after something if he sees it because the three-one count runner, he's going to have to come to him. You hope he makes a mistake. Here it is. It's low. It's ball four. We've got two on, two outs. In the, in the bottom of the third inning as Losakam just delivered his 55th pitch of the game. And that will bring a cleanup hitter and catcher, Ryan Cooper, to the plate. He was plunked back in his first at-bat. Like I said, if that got him, it might have gotten the little bit of jersey that wasn't tucked in in the front or maybe the belt buckle. 
That certainly didn't hit him square. Cooper with Redmond at second. Probst at first. Here's the pitch to him. Line straight back. Down is 0-1. It was the fastball. Like Cooper was a little bit behind that time. As you said, Cooper last time up got hit by a pitch. Other than that, it's not been a very good day for Ryan Cooper. Behind the plate, a couple of pass balls behind the plate in that two-run second inning for Fox. The 0-1 from Losakam. Upstairs, taken for a ball. One ball, one striker count. Brady Cox awaiting his turn on deck. That ball looked to be a little fat and it looked to be a little high, and you really got to have a good batting eye to lay off of that one because it looks like you could crank it, but about all you could do is either pop it up or drive it straight into the ground. The one-two. Golfed at and fouled way out of play. Across the street on the first base side. And with the count at one and two, Ryan Cooper will turn and tie his, his shoelaces. Now going back to the pitching change rule, you know, what I was saying, or no, the pitch count rule, clock rule, excuse me. You know, I, I like that the batters have to do something as well. You know, they can't just be mulling around the entire time and taking their time, too. If the pitcher's got to hurry up and go, the batter's got to as well. Everyone will hurry up and go as the pitch gets away from Sam Street. Redmond takes third, Probst takes second. Everyone gets 90 feet, and Ryan Cooper's got two in scoring position. A hit into the outfield will flip this game on its head, and Farmington could take the lead. Big-time wild pitch there. He just kind of uncorked it and let it uh, fly. It got past Sam Street before he really had a chance to dive out there and try to knock it down, and easy moving up for uh, both runners at second and third now. Here's the 2-2. Off the plate, count is full, 3-2 and two with two outs. In the bottom of the third inning. And we've seen Losakam's location get away from him a little bit in this inning. We'll see if Ryan Cooper decides to take here. Losakam, only 37% of his pitches in this inning have been for strikes. Compare that with 72 in the first, 55 in the second. Hit in the air, center field, deep, backing up is Waller, looking up, and this one will one-hop the wall for an extra base hit. Into second with a two-RBI double is Ryan Cooper as Redmond and Probst both score, and the Farmington Knights have gained the lead. Three to two, they're out in front. That was a no-doubter. As soon as he hit it, the only uh, thought was, was it going to get out or is it going to stay in the ballpark? He hit it hard, hit it the opposite way, just over the second baseman's head, just over the center fielder's head, and off of the Cozine side out in right center, and it'll drive in two and put Farmington on top, three to two, and a big hit by Ryan Cooper. And we'll see a meeting on the mound now as the head coach for the Fox Warriors will come out and have a conversation with his entire infield. That's Neil Richardson. Well, this is a good inning for the Farmington Knights, and it's not done yet as Cooper's on second. They got some momentum at their back. Brady Cox to the plate. And again, Losakam struggling to find the plate in this inning, and even when he does, he's been hit pretty hard, as we just saw evidence there. Like you said, off the bat, there was only one question in everyone's mind. Is this two bags or is it four? And I thought there was a chance it was going to be a four-bagger. I thought we had this one out of here. I think in a day where it's, you know, a little bit breezier, 
I think it's certainly a home run. Yeah, that ball was cranked. It was hit hard, and it was hit to the uh, right side. Like I said, about where the second baseman stands in between second and first, and uh, it, it was just hit right over his head and right over the center fielder's head. You can always tell just as soon as the center fielder turned, he knew he wasn't going to get to it, and uh, two runs came across the plate for Farmington. Hit to one of the deepest parts of the park. It's 370 in straightaway center field, maybe about 20, 30 feet to the right of that 370 sign. There's a pitch in there for a strike to Brady Cox. Good way to start the at-bat if you're low Sakam and want to bounce back. Cox, that's someone you want to face as well. He struck out swinging in his first and only at-bat of the game so far. Leo one. Chopped towards first. Snagged by Tyler Lang. He'll take it himself. And that will do it for the bottom of the third inning. But a big bottom of the third inning for the Farmington Knights. Nonetheless, as they play three runs off of two hits. No errors. And they leave one stranded. Three to two-year score through three innings of play. It's the Farmington Knights leading the Fox Warriors on AM 1240 KFMO. Looking for Mineral Area College spirit wear? Trinity College wear? School supplies? Art supplies? In the market for a new laptop computer or other electronics? Check out our expanded bookstore on Mineral Area College's Park Hills campus. Not sure what to buy? A gift card might be just the thing for the Mac student in your life. Visit Mineral Area College's bookstore today on the Park Hills campus near the Lettington Park Hills exit. It starts here. Mineral Area College. Visit them online at mineralarea.edu. Culver's could have only started in Wisconsin. Hi, just ask our team member, Sarah. When you order a Culver's Butterburger, you're never just a customer. You're a guest in our home. It's why we cook each Butterburger to order just for you. Right down to getting the perfect sear on the beef. That extra care may be a small town thing, but it's big time important to us. Let us serve you with a smile that stretches from our hometown to yours. Welcome to Delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, Chris Offenberg GM Superstore in Farmington, First State Community Banks, Willett Home Furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington, and Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. Launched into left center field, but what a play by Jackson McDowell to snag that one. I thought that was an extra base hit off the bat. No chance anyone to get it. McDowell came screaming in out of nowhere to snag that one. And I think everybody on Fox did too. All the fans, all the uh, players jumped up and were screaming. Looked like a gapper, and McDowell ran right to it and took it out of midair on the run. Nice defensive play to start off this bottom half of the top half of the fourth inning. That'll bring Tyler Lang to the plate. Pitch high and outside, missing for a ball, 1-0. I mean, that thing was hit as perfectly as you would want. Maybe hung up there just a little too bit. I guess, obviously, it hung up there just a little too bit. McDowell had time to catch up to it, but I don't know too many high school baseball players that are catching up to that ball. Got to get a good jump on that, and he did that exactly. I mean, you, you see center fielders and, and outfielders in general that so many times just don't play that ball real well right off the bat, and he did. I mean, that was just a wonderful play from McDowell. And Sutherland having a hard time finding the strike zone against Tyler Lang. He's delivered three balls in a row to him. Pitch. Upstairs, ball four. Well, the base on balls has been something that uh, both pitchers have had trouble with here today. Both pitchers having a hard time getting the ball over their plate at times. Then their control kind of comes back to them for a bit. 
get out of an inning and then come back next inning and it's all lost again. So uh, I guess whoever finally gets a little bit more of that control may wind up winning this ball game today. Yeah, and again, it's early season. It's cold outside. You know, I said that it's nice weather before. Really, at the end of the day, we're in the low 50s today. It's very relative, that statement, based on us coming out of winter and it being the first day of spring as well. Happy spring to you, Glenn. Bunt, foul. Count is 0-1 to Seth Steger. After yesterday, I didn't think spring was coming at all. Yeah. Man. Well, it's coming with a vengeance. It's that typical, you know, spring weather. The April shower is coming a little early this week. The 0-1. Barrel the bat pulled back by Steger, and there's going to be a ball. One and one, your count. Yeah, that was a great job by him because, uh, yeah, not only did he pull the bat back to keep from getting the strike called on him, but he had to get out of the way, too. That pitch came right in on top of him, and he was able to not get the uh, strike and also to get out of the way. Better bunt this time right back to the pitcher. Sutherland turns to first, throws it away. Unable to keep his foot on the bag, Brady Cox. It's an E1, and safe at first is Steger. Lang will advance to second. Sutherland is not happy, and I think he's unhappy with himself, and I think he might be unhappy with the call at first, and now Haynes going to come out and ask the uh, second base umpire about it. I think he's going to ask if uh, maybe there's another view of it, maybe. I don't know. He's just Now he's going to make a pitching change. Yeah, and now the infield umpire is going to head to a Fox side where it's actually Fox that's making the change, I believe. Are they? No, it is Farmington that's making the change. Fox is just noting it. They're also making a change themselves, though, as they'll get a courtesy runner yeah, out Haynes, at second base. Haynes is going to ask. He's asking for some help. Did you did you see it at home? Could you make that call as well? And they said, no, he was safe. And it looks like it's going to be. No, it isn't a new pitcher. It looked like for a second that Colton Crump was getting ready to throw. And now he will. Josh Hain officially takes the ball from Trevor Sutherland. Safe at second is now Stevens. Dylan Stevens out there courtesy running. Steger's at first, and Sutherland exits the game with the lead currently, but he's responsible for the two runners that are on right now. As we will see Colton Crump warming up to move over from third base. And so we'll see a, quite a rotation coming here. Tatum Tinsley comes in from left field. He'll be replaced by Sutherland out there. And coming into the game is Colby Larkins. I believe he'll be playing third base. So Larkins, the DH, enters the field of play. Sutherland goes from the mound to left field where he'll have to watch those two runners on first and second that he's responsible for. And Crump comes over from third to first. Tatum Tinsley is out of the game. And so I think... By looking back at that play, I think Sutherland was a little upset at the call. He was upset at himself for throwing the ball a little bit high and out of the way, but I think he was also upset at the call because the reaction he had where he kind of jumped up in the air and came down and just sat in a squat position, you could tell he was frustrated with something, and I think it was a combination of the two. But either way, runners now at uh, second base, and you've got the uh, Fox Warriors with an opportunity to tie this one up. And a big opportunity for Fox. Again, like I've said before, bottom of the order, getting outs there is paramount. Because after Bruinger, you're back to the top of the order for Fox. 
As Colton Crump, the righty, going through his warm-up tosses right now. The book is not officially closed on Sutherland, but here's where it stands now. He's pitched three and a third innings, faced 17 batters on 76 pitches. Half of them for strikes, half of them for balls. He allowed one hit, two runs, one of them earned. He walked four, struck out six, plunked the batter. 2.1 ERA as it currently stands and a whip of 1.5. Left three runners stranded throughout this game as well. And we'll see what Colton Crump has in store to try to pick up his starter. And now left fielder in Trevor Sutherland. And it's interesting that they didn't keep Sutherland in for just one more batter, simply because that next batter is also a lefty in Bruinger. So he'll dig in, and instead of facing a fellow lefty in Trevor Sutherland, he'll face the righty hurler in Colton Crump. Crump, the righty fires and it's a bunt right back to the pitcher no it's picked up by ryan cooper the catcher and he airmails the throw to third stevens is going to come in and score we're tied up at three all and the throw home gets away from the catcher ryan cooper here comes steger from third throw to the plates not in time and heading all the way around to third base is bruinger and now the script has been flipped in favor of fox once again they lead four to three well, it was a perfect bunt. I mean, he laid it down right on the left side, just laid it right out in front of the plate. It died in the grass, and the catcher, Cooper, goes over and grabs it, and it looked like he might have had a play at third, but I think he just kind of threw on the run, rushed it, threw it into left field, and as a result, two runs will come around to score. Pitch misses for a ball. So some helter-skelter in the field of play. Gives the lead to the Fox Warriors. Pitch. Misses for a ball. 2-0 your count. Still busy writing down that last play. Yeah, I just got it figured out in my Game Changer <laughs> scorebook. Count is 2-0. and oh. I'm just catching up with that right now. And make it 3-0. and oh. Colton Crump comes into the game, and he's having a bit of a hard time finding the strike zone. You got Bruinger at third. And one out here, and the top of the order up for the Fox Warriors. High and outside, ball four. Braden Losekam works a walk. And now he's on making it runners at the corners for Carter Losekam to come to the plate. It looked like after that bunt was laid down, you thought, okay, they're going to get one out here, so maybe they can kind of stem the tide just a bit. But when they didn't get that out, and then to make matters worse, the next play, the, the uh, throw comes in from the outfield, it goes past the catcher and gets past uh, Cooper again. That made it even worse, and now things are getting worse with the base on balls. First pitch to Carter, fouled straight back. Surprised they didn't send the runner, Braden Losekam at first base there. He's a leadoff hitter, so you imagine he's got some wheels, and it doesn't look like Colton Crump's really delivering any fastballs that got a little smoke coming off of them, if you will. Pitch. Outside part of the plate, call to strike. Now the runner takes off, and the throw to second gets away from Aiden Redmond as he tries to dive back towards his shortstop position to make a play on it. Coming in to score from third is Bruinger. Losakam will replace him at third base. Well, a stolen base and an error on the catcher 
throwing it into left center field, allows the runner from third to score and gets the runner over to third base. It's now a 5-3 lead for Fox, and this inning is yet the uh, end. There's only one out in the inning. And you still got the two-hitter up at the plate. Fouled straight back. Down to 0-2 on Carter Losacam, but a tough inning for the Farmington Knights, especially an inning following up one where you just took the lead. And things seem to be grooving for Farmington. I think baseball, just like about any other sport, has a lot to do with momentum, and Farmington certainly had the momentum coming into this inning. By the way, that officially closes the book on Trevor Sutherland. Four runs, only one earned on the game. All said and done. Pitch missing for a ball. One ball, two strikes. Crump sets and the pitch. Swung on a miss for a strike. And that's strike three. Carter Losacam down. And that'll bring Dean Booker to the plate. And he is probably happy as anyone to see Trevor Sutherland standing out in left field and not on the mound across from him. He struck out looking twice against Trevor Sutherland throughout this game so far. Pitch on the outside part of the plate called a ball. Count is 1-0 to the batter, Dean Booker, with a runner at third and two outs. Yeah, for a righty lefty against Sutherland, he looked very uncomfortable against him. Pitch missing on the outside part of the plate for a ball. 2-0 your count. Really had a hard time throughout this game, just kind of figuring out all that movement that Sutherland has. Like I said, Sutherland caught him looking twice on strike three. 2-0. Outside part of the plate for a ball. 3-0 and oh your count with Sam Street licking his chops on deck. Here comes the 3-0 pitch inside part of the plate for a get me over strike that one could have been called either way in my opinion on Dean Booker that really was close to being a ball kind of broke back towards the batter just a bit it looked like it might have been on the inside 3-1 hit high in the air will it even make it out of the infield it will no one knows where it is though and it lands to the right of the right fielder, Connor Rice. He barely moved from his spot, and it landed at about the line. I didn't know where it was. From our perspective, I'm looking up in the sun at that one. Caden Probst was out with his arms out saying, I don't know where it is. Connor Rice in right field behind the second baseman in Probst was saying the same thing. No one knew where that ball went. And it results in a stand-up RBI triple for Dean Booker. Yeah, I was looking at uh, the right fielder looking for the path of the ball, and all of a sudden you just saw him throw his hands up in desperation and say, I don't know where it is. And he was screaming at somebody to tell him where it was, and finally it hit the ground right by the right field the foul line, and it was in fair territory, and all he could do is go get it, get it back to the infield as quickly as possible, and hustling all the way around was the uh, runner getting into uh, third base's Dean Booker. So a stand-up RBI triple for Dean Booker after striking out looking twice. And Fox has uncorked a 6-3 lead on Farmington here in the top of the fourth inning. Colton Crump facing Sam Street now. First pitch to him. He swings over the top of. No one count. A lot of errors in this inning that's kept this inning alive for Fox. And they've taken advantage of a couple of Farmington mistakes as well. 
The 0-1. Misses off the plate for a ball. Count is one ball, one strike to Sam Street. Street had an okay game so far. Struck out looking in his first at-bat. Worked a walk his second time around. And both times were pretty tough at bats, too. He fought against Sutherland a couple of times, and as you said, struck out the first time. The 1-1 missing, and it's a 2-1 count. The first time at bat when he struck out looking, he had actually fouled off a couple of pitches, and then the next time around, hit by a pitch, and that pretty much uh, started things off for Fox as well. Chop foul, we're all even, 2-2. Two and two. And if you're Fox, this is just a wonderful inning for you in terms of momentum. Now, we always talk about it going one way, but it can swing back the other way as quickly as we've seen as Farmington had all the momentum at their backs, it felt like. Now they've relinquished the lead and given Fox the largest lead of this game that either side's had. Fouled off once again by Sam Street. Count remains 2-2. Two and two. And this inning is not over yet. Two outs on the board. Two balls, two strikes to count. As Jack Buck used to say, the deuces are wild, but another uh, line drive base hit here, and Fox has got another run. The 2-2. Called strike three looking. Sam Street goes down, and the inning comes to a halt, but not before the Fox Warriors have gained a lead of three. Four runs, one hit. Four errors commit by Farmington, and you got a runner left stranded at third who could have added. Fox now leads 6-3 to three as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning on AM 1240 KFMO. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like... Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. When you need repair, there's no need to despair. Dale Mosier does it all for you. If you need the best and put us to the test, Dale Mosier Auto Body. Consider it done, consider it done right. And Unlimited Auto Body in Potosi, where experience counts. Remember, you have the right to choose who does your repairs, so count on Unlimited Auto Body for full body repair or full body paint and custom graphics. Unlimited Auto Body, located at 109 Missouri Street in Potosi. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply is proud to support your hometown repair shops. This is Lance Secrets at Ozarks Modern Insulation. Winter is just ahead, and those expensive heating bills will be showing up in your mailbox again soon. Heat loss through your ceiling is a huge concern, but is easily addressed by air sealing and adding insulation to your attic. We have been the experts in this field for over 45 years, and we know how to address the issue. And as always, we are happy to provide you with a free in-home assessment to let you know where your home stands. Call us at 431-2707 or request your free quote online at ozarkinsulation.com. Go green and go Cardinals. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Lead Belt Stove and Fireplace and Ozark Modern Insulation in Park Hills. Bill Best, American Family Insurance Agent in Park Hills. Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills. Mineral Area College in Park Hills. And the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lettington. 6-3 your score. Fox Warriors out in front of the Farmington Knights as we head to the bottom half of inning number four. Tough half inning for Farmington. We, going back to that momentum conversation, it kind of felt like with that inning and all the errors that were commit, it was more of Farmington 
losing and seceding that momentum to Fox as opposed to Fox kind of snatching it out of the grips of Farmington. Fox hit the ball well in that inning. I mean, you look at the one the, the out that began the inning, Jackson McDowell, that he tracked down in left center field. That thing was smoked, but it was all the errors that were committed by Farmington that were their undoing in that top of the fourth inning. First pitch taken for a ball by Colton Crump. Second pitch, missing on the outside for a ball. We got a new pitcher in the game for the Fox Warriors as well. Try to see if we can get a look at who's on the mound now for Fox. He sets at the belt. And the 2-0. Outside part of the plate called a strike. Keeps pitching from the stretch, and about the time you think he's going to turn around, he just kind of turns and faces the plate. The 2-1 inside part of the plate taken for a ball, 3-1. Looks like it's Carter Losakam who's taken over on the mound in place of Braden. The 3-1 inside, missing four ball four, and it's a walk. And it is indeed Carter Losakam, who is in on the mound now, coming in from his spot at second base. Well, that's not what you want to do when you just came out and scored a few runs in the bottom of the inning, although it was helped out by Farmington. You've got the lead now, 6-3, to three, going into the bottom of four. You don't want to come out and walk the first batter. You want to come after that first batter, get that out, and like we talked about, get that momentum back for you. So Crump is at first. He's got a courtesy runner out there for him right now, and it looks like it's Ian Sales once again. Sliced foul territory, third base side, trying to track it as the third base of Nathan Young. He settles and makes the play. Nice job by Young. That ball was tailing back towards the infield, and he went over there by himself. He had the shortstop coming over to help him, kind of talk him through it just a bit, but he did a great job of getting under the ball, not letting it drift on him, and pulling down the first out of the inning. And that will bring Trevor Sutherland to the plate with one out and a runner at first. Six to three-year score. Fox leading Farmington here in the bottom half, inning number four, and look out. Having to hit the deck to avoid being hit himself is Trevor Sutherland. Had to get down in a hurry to avoid that. Sutherland's like, what did I do? <laughs> well, he struck out Carter Losekam a couple times in this game. <laughs> oh, one out. Now Losekam has his chance to bounce back if he can find the plate. Misses again, this time way downstairs, and it's a 2-0 count. Your Fox, you want to say, okay, you got to run it first. Let's get the next guy out. That gives us two outs. We're at the bottom of the lineup. Let's get Connor Rice and get out of here. You don't want to give anybody free passes. Called strike. The count now sits two balls and one strike. Yeah, if you're Carter Loskam, you have a chance to just be in attack mode on the mound. No reason not to be. You've got three runs to work with. Even with the runner on first, if you get hit hard by Trevor Sutherland here, he's not going to erase that entire lead in one swing. Check down at first to Ian Sales. He's back in time. Yeah, there's no way he can tie this game up from here, so come after him. See what you can get. Pitch. Lined straight back and foul. 
And I think sometimes, too, in a day like today, which, as you said, it's not really that bad. It's a pretty good day as far as uh, temperature goes, 52 degrees right now with that wind blowing. And uh, still a little bit of trouble maybe gripping the ball at times for a pitcher. That could be some control issues. The 2-2 waiting on that hanging breaking ball, and it was still hanging way upstairs as Sutherland should have let that one go. He just pokes it foul and well out of play down to third base. Yeah, I think that one looked fatter than it really was, and Trevor Sutherland just had a hard time laying off of it. I think he expected more vertical versus horizontal break, and horizontal is what he got. If that had some vertical break, yeah, he could have mashed that one, but that thing just kind of broke vertically towards him, and it was a really awkward kind of stay-alive swing to poke that one away. Kind of like he he realized in mid-swing, I don't need to be swinging at this. Here's the pitch. Fouled straight back once again. And he had good enough bat control to just barely tick it off. And on that one as well, as that pitch came around, it's not a pitch he would probably handle real well, but he fouled it straight back. How many high school players swinging at a pitch that slow, that much lateral movement, and that high upstairs? I mean, that was over the eyes of Sutherland. How many baseball players in the high school level are going to be able to put up that swing as this one's chopped towards short and actually make contact with the ball? Darty turns the double play, steps on second, throws it to first, and that will end the bottom half of the fourth inning. And the score remains 6-3 to three in favor of the Fox Warriors after the Farmington Knights. They get no runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on base. To the fifth we go on AM 1240 KFMO. Is your insurance company like that cousin who only calls when he needs money? It might be time to see me, Chris Morrison, your good neighbor State Farm agent in Farmington. I'll show you why State Farm has been the number one name in insurance for over 70 years. Personal service, big savings on your auto, home, or life insurance, and fast claim service when you need us. Contact me today, and I'll show you how to get to a better state with a better rate. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. See Placid Tire Service for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price. While others are searching for tires to order, we'll get you fixed up with a great set of tires and back on the road in no time with our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on your budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. For the right tire at the right price right now, the choice is easy. That's Placid Tire Service. The votes have been counted. The numbers are in. The word is out. Mm-hmm. Yes. The best hangout is the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lennington. The gang is waiting for you, so why not join them in the bullpen? Watch the big game on one of the big screens, enjoy a delicious meal, play a round of cornhole or in the arcade room, and have fun in a family-friendly atmosphere. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lennington. What is the difference between insurance companies? This is Jerry Weems with Weems Insurance Agency. Trying to determine the proper insurance coverage, we work with the top national and regional insurance companies to help you identify the right type of policy and the proper level of protection. Call me today at 573-701-9300 to see how our insurance solutions will give you peace of mind and affordable price. 573-701-9300. To the fifth inning we go. It is six to three in favor of the Fox Warriors over the Farmington Knights. This one lifted high in the air, left field, 
shallow towards the line, drifting into foul territory and making the play. Trevor Sutherland for out number one here in the top of the fifth. Well, that ball was hit a little bit like the first time we saw a hit in this game for the uh, Fox Warriors. That came back in the first inning from Seth Steiger, a ball that was popped up sort of in that location, but it fell, drove in the first run of the game, and we kind of thought maybe then it might be a 2 nothing game or a 2-1 game. It hard on the ground, a weird hop towards short. Redmond stays with it, throws on the first. Nice play from Farmington shortstop Aiden Redmond. Great job, by the way, at the end of that inning for Fox as that line drive straight up the middle was uh, corralled by the shortstop, Doherty, and he just stepped on the uh, bag and threw it over to first for the double play. That ball not hit as hard, but it also, as you said, was uh, kind of a little bit of a weird bump, and Redmond did a great job to hang on with it and throw him out. Top half of inning number five, two away now, and Tyler Lang steps to the plate. He takes the first pitch ball, 1-0. I don't know where they are, but there are honeysuckles around here somewhere. I can smell them right now. <laughs> the 1-0, low and away, missing four ball. I don't have a great sense of smell, so I don't really smell much of anything, really, <laughs> at least right now. The 1-1. I mean, I feel like that's fitting, though, for the first day of spring. We got some baseball. We got some... Nice sunny skies throughout much of that day. That's sun ducking behind clouds these past few innings here. Still kind of peeking its way through, but nowhere near as strong as it was when this ball game began as we got a swing and a miss strike. Yeah, all we need is a big old hot dog and maybe yeah. some chips and a, a Coke or something, and, man, we got her made. 2-2. Hit high in the air, left field, not too deep. Sutherland drifting towards left center. He'll make the play. Far easier one than that first one he had to make. And he gets the first and the third and final out in the top half of inning number five. A quick one, two, three inning as the Fox Warriors go down in order. Middle of the fifth, we head to the bottom half where Farmington will send Rice, McDowell, and Redmond to the plate. They trail by three, six to three on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of Mac Athletics. Culver's could have only started in Wisconsin. Just ask our team member, Sarah. When you order a Culver's Butterburger, you're never just a customer. You're a guest in our home. It's why we cook each Butterburger to order just for you, right down to getting the perfect sear on the beef. That extra care may be a small-town thing, but it's big-time important to us. Let us serve you with a smile that stretches from our hometown to yours. Welcome to Delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Farmington Building Supply on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington is there to help with everything you need for your next project. Rick and his team are knowledgeable and experienced and are there to help, whether you're a professional contractor or the do-it-yourselfer. 
Farmington Building Supply, locally owned since 1958, offers you their number one priority, service. Find all the supplies you're looking for along with information and experience you need to finish your project from start to finish at Farmington Building Supply on Cars Boulevard in Farmington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Bottom of the fifth inning, Farmington Knights. We'll send 9-1-2 and two up to the plate. And it's Connor Rice who leads things off. Takes the first pitch for a ball. Second one for a strike. We're all even one and one. Six to three your score. Fox leading Farmington. Well, that double play last inning, it was uh, a quick inning ending uh, play, and it also kept the bottom of the order up leading off the bottom of this inning. Swing and a miss on a breaking ball. One and two your count. As Rice will dig back in. Righty-righty battle between him and Losakam. It's Carter on the mound here. Check swing. Called strike three. They're going to say that Rice went around. Well, obviously he wasn't real happy about it. He walks back with his head down. Says a few words to the on-deck hitter of the guy after this, Aiden Redmond, but uh, not much you can do about it. Pitch looked like it may have caught the outside corner as well. That'll bring Aiden Redman, or Jackson McDowell, rather, to the plate. Redman waits his turn on deck. First pitch, breaking ball dropped in for a strike. Count quickly, 0-1 to McDowell. That's what you want of your Fox. Quick work, come in here, try to get 1-2-3. Get that momentum rolling in your favor. Make Farmington have to do something to change it. Hit high in the air, left field. Steger backs up. Now he comes on and makes the basket catch. Kind of had a tough time tracking that one. We're mostly covered here at Wilson Rozier here. The fans are in the stadium. So without those flags being raised in center field, kind of hard to gauge how the wind is in the outfield is playing compared to where we're sitting here behind home plate. Well, I'm watching right now the shortstop for Fox kick up the dust a bit, and it looks like it's blowing from the left side, shortstop side towards second base. So that ball may have got caught by the wind just a bit. Hayden Redmond to the plate. Takes a pitch for a ball, 1-0. Ground out to third and single on a line drive up the middle to center field to give Farmington a fleeting 3-2 lead. That's where we are here. The 1-0. Low and away, kicking up some dirt, 2-0. We saw that earlier, too, I think, with fly balls to right field, which looked like they might have been playable, and they just got carried far out of, uh, not completely out of play, but far out of the reach of the right fielder. Pitch called a strike. Two balls, one strike now your count. Yeah, we've seen a couple of adventures in the outfield, tracking fly balls, if you will. And even the third baseman inning ago for Nathan Young had to go quite a bit to track down that one in foul territory on the third base side. Pitch missing on the inside for a ball, 3-1 and one to Aiden Redmond. Of course, as you said, we're kind of in the cover, so we may be getting a different break in the wind simply because of the uh, backstop behind us. Pitch missing low and on the inside part of the plate for ball four. Redmond takes his base. He trots over to first, and Caden Propes will come to the dish. 
Well, that's what you got to do if you're Farmington. You need base runners. It's bottom of five. You're down 6-3. You're not out of this game. You're not so, you know, far back you can't make up for it. But you need base runners to get things started. Redmond with the lead at first. Faints like he's going to take off for second, and he will here as there's a strike, but unable to hang on to it is Sam Street as it squirts away from him. And at second base now standing up is Eden Redmond on the pass ball. We've had quite a few pass balls in this game, a couple for Farmington, a couple for Fox, and uh, most of the time they've led to runs. Deal one, swung on a miss, 0-2, Probes is behind. If you're Farmington, you're not quite feeling the pressure of any number seven creeping up on you quite yet, but if you can't get Redmond home here, I think you start to feel it a little bit. Pitch gets away from Sam Street once again. Doesn't have a play to make it third as it rolls up the third baseline by the time Street got to it. Sliding headfirst into third base was Redmond. And I think that one just went right to his feet, kicked off the inside of his uh, insole there, and then kicked back towards the third baseline. And by the time he jumped up to grab it, all the way over to third baseman was uh, over to third base was the runner. We've been picking on the catchers a little bit today, you know, with some of the pitches that have dinged off their gloves. That one's definitely a wild pitch. That is not on the catcher's fault at all. Yeah, it got away from Sam Street because he kind of kicked it with his heel a little bit while shuffling out of his stance to make a play on the ball, but it's up between your legs. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about that. Driven to shallow center field, coming on the center fielder. Waller, he dives. He hangs on to it for out number three. What a play from Corbin Waller. Full extension dive. He hangs on to it, coming straight on from center field to end the bottom of the fifth inning. The Farmington Knights leave one stranded at third, but they can't bring him home. So the score remains 6-3 to three through five innings of play. Fox out in front of Farmington. We head to the sixth on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Follow the rainbow this month to find the deal of your dreams. Hi, Ashley Sism from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of a lifetime warranty. The luck of the Irish is the theme all around, but there's no need for luck when you shop here, local in town. Making us your first stop to shop won't ever get old, because this month we want to help you find your pot of gold. Trade up and trade out of your ride today. Don't think that you can? We'll show you the way. This March, get employee pricing on all new Edge Escape and EcoSports. It's been far too long and deals have been few, but with X-Plan pricing this month, we're giving back to you. A great car buying experience is no mythical creature in green. It's a local hometown staff that truly makes you feel seen. There's no need for luck or for shopping around. We get most buyers approved with no money down. Rebuilding your credit isn't like searching for clover. Our team will help throw past credit over your shoulder. Follow the rainbow this month to your pot of gold and employee pricing. Hurry in to Sam Sism Ford Lincoln today. Call 431-3177 or online at SismFord.com. Credit requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. First pitch to begin the top half of inning number six, and Seth Steger swings through it. And the count sits 0 and 1. Pitch upstairs, 1 and 1, your call, or excuse me, your count. 
Six to three or score. Fox out in front of Farmington. First game of the season for the Farmington tonight. Second of the season for Fox. Looking to bounce back after a loss at the hands of the Festus Tigers to begin the season this past weekend. Pitch misses on the outside part of the plate. It's a breaking ball. And it's called a ball. The count sits two and one now. The pitch lined foul well out of play it was a three to two loss on the road against festus for fox two and two now your count first home game for fox will be coming on wednesday assuming it doesn't get rained out they'll be hosting one and no marquette right back up the middle and snagged by the pitcher crump easy toss to first for the out nice job by crump that ball was hit a little bit hard up the middle but he just fell off the mound reached out and grabbed it and uh Stopped that momentum going the other way and then turned it and threw it to first for the easy out. It'll bring Bruinger to the plate. 0 for 1 on the day so far. Struck out looking, reached on a sacrifice bunt that allowed him to make all his way all the way around the diamond to third base by the time Farmington was done committing errors. Two errors, in fact, on that one bunt. This one gets away from the catcher. It's a ball. Nobody on, so no damage done. Count is 1-0. and And honestly, it was a great bunt, but it wasn't that great. Uh, he put it out where exactly where he wanted to, wanted to deaden the ball right in front of the plate. And when Farmington went after it, tried to get the runner at third, that's when all that heck broke loose. Yeah, it was a perfect sacrifice bunt right up the third base line. And Ryan Cooper, the catcher for Farmington, thought he had a play on it, but just airmailed it over the head of, I believe it was Redmond who was covering at third base. Larkins might have tried to come in on it himself, too. I don't remember who exactly was over there covering the bag. Count now 2-0 to Bruinger pitch upstairs missing for a ball yeah i think it was going to be close too i think whenever they uh threw it down to third base it was going to be a close play at third so only a perfect throw would happen it would get the uh, out at third but that was not the case called strike a get me over strike against bruinger from colton crump who remains on the mound the counts it's three and one the pitch Swung on and missed. Strike two. Nice job by Crump to battle back and load the count full. This is where you can't think too much. You know you've got the bottom of the lineup. You're going to try to get this guy out. Can't give him anything fat, but you've got to come right after it. A 3-2. Smack back up the middle. Snagged by the second baseman, Probst, but he can't get a throw off to first cleanly. As safe at first base is Bruinger as he beats it out. And you got to give Bruinger the... Uh the tip of the cap there because he took a pitch that was right down the middle and he took it right back up the middle and then used his feet to get down to first base. He did not stay in the batter's box and think about it. He took off and hustled all the way and beat that one out. I'll give him more than that. I'll give him the infield single on that one. That was a really well-struck ball that I I was surprised Probst was even able to make a play on it. Bruinger now at first. Back to the top of the order. Losakam up at the plate. And to begin the fourth time through the order for Fox, he begins by taking a ball, count 1-0. and And there you go again, bottom of the lineup, making something happen. Let's see if Fox makes something happen in uh, relation to that. The 1-0. Oh, that got a bit of Losakam. Oh, no, it got the knob of the bat. And Losakam doesn't even argue. <laughs> no, he knows what he, he knows what happened. I think everybody in the it ballpark. It could have tried to sell it. You know, you do the whole little turn. You uh-huh. start shaking your hand like it got you on the hand. Make the slow walk to first. Hope nobody notices or says anything. 
And he turns by hitting this one high in the air. Shallow right field. Connor Rice losing track of it. And he makes the play. Losing everything else in the process. But the ball, his shades fell off. His hat fell off, revealing the blonde hair that he's got. But hang on to that baseball. Connor Rice for the out. I don't know how he hung on to that one. It looked like he kind of had it, and then in the last second lost exactly where it was until it was right about on him. Yeah, and I think the wind kind of pulled that one a little bit away from him as well, but I'm like you. I thought he dropped it because glasses came off first, Yeah, and then I noticed the hat came off, and then he turned and fired it back in. I was like, okay, he caught that ball. Got to make sure he's got his uh, double bubble in his pocket <laughs> still. Car keys. He didn't lose anything else in that process. Fouled back by Carter Losakam. Count is 0-1 with now two away. That's one of those balls, too, hit off the outside of the bat by a right-hander, which means coming right at you, it's going to go to your left. Fouled straight back. That's something that good outfielders have to think about when they're ready for, you know, for a fly ball. Before it's even hit, they got to think, this guy hits one right at me, and he's right-handed. It's going to tail to the left. So i got to be prepared to tail to that opposite side. you got to be ready to just make an extended break towards that side. Runner takes off for second base, and Bruinger in there safely with a steal on an 0-2 count. He takes off with two outs. I like that. What do you got to lose? You yeah. get thrown out? Okay, well, you got uh, Carter Losekam back up at the uh, plate batting, but uh, this time he made it. Losekam took it for a ball, one and two-year count. Pitch way off the plate. Two and two, your count. Carter Losakam digs back in. Facing Colton Crump of Farmington. He sets chin high. Kicks and fires the 2-2 in the dirt. Nice stop by Ryan Cooper to prevent it from going past him. And the count is ran back full by Carter Losakam, three and two. He is not swinging at things out of the strike zone. you got to give him credit. He is being patient. He's looking for a pitch here. Here's the 3-2. Hit on the ground. Slow roller towards short. Redmond's got it. Quickly snap throw to first. The stretch from Brady Cox in time. And the Farmington Knights escape the inning unscathed. All said and done. No runs, one hit, no errors. And a runner left stranded at second for Fox. We're in the middle of the sixth. Farmington will send Cooper, Cox, and Crump up to the plate when we return. After this, they trail 6-3 on AM 1240 KFMO. Have an automotive issue? Let the experts take care of it for you. Wade's Auto Service is a full-service shop serving the Farmington area since 2015. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is locally owned and operated, and because they want to be your first choice for all of your auto service and repair needs, they warranty all of their work with a two-year, 24,000-mile part and labor warranty. They stand behind their work. To schedule an appointment, simply give them a call, 573-664-1302. This is Lance Secrets at Ozarks Modern Insulation. Winter is just ahead and those expensive heating bills will be showing up in your mailbox again soon. Heat loss through your ceiling is a huge concern, but is easily addressed by air sealing and adding insulation to your attic. We have been the experts in this field for over 45 years, and we know how to address the issue. And as always, we are happy to provide you with a free in-home assessment to let you know where your home stands. Call us at 431-2707 or request your free quote online at ozarkinsulation.com. Go green and go Cardinals. 
LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted Best Body Shop in the Parkland in 2018, American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. And if you're looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Ryan Cooper leads things off in the bottom half of inning number six. Hit by a pitch and a double on a fly ball smoke to center field. And we got a 1-1 count and a car alarm going off as well behind us. Everyone checking their key fobs, making sure that's not them. Well, it's not the station vehicle. That I can confirm. No. Nope. 1-2 your count as there's a strike taken by Ryan Cooper. Double check and making sure it's mine. My, my, my stupid car. <laughs> Wasn't it you? Just restarted. Pulled foul. Hit a long way as well by Ryan Cooper, but it was foul off the bat. Uh, whoever it was found it, so <laughs> it's done. The one-two. I got a key fob that you could literally stand there. In fact, I did this at school one time. Tried to purposely set it off, and it wouldn't go off. <laughs> but if I pick up the keys just wrong, it'll go off, and it'll go off quite, you know, quite quickly. Pitch in the dirt goes five hole on Sam Street as it does the umpire. And actually, I think it ricocheted off the umpire. Yeah, it yeah he's kind of flexing hand. his left hand right mm. now. And the Farmington's coaching staff will come out and have a check on him. Sam Street will take a long, slow walk back to the pitcher's mound with Losakam. I think the only thing that that really saved him on that, the umpire, is that I think it ricocheted off the ground and came up and hit him. So it wasn't a direct throw that got past the uh, catcher that hit him. Otherwise, that might have been some uh, damage there. But that hurts on a cool day like today. Now he's laughing about yeah. it. Catcher comes over talking to him a bit about it. So, uh, And the count sits 2-2 two and two in the bottom of the sixth inning. It doesn't help that it's cold. It's one thing when yeah. you get hit on the hand like that and, you know, it's warm outside. It hurts a whole heck of a lot more when you take a shot like that. Your hands are already cold and numb to begin with. And this home plate umpire, he's not wearing any sleeves either or a jacket or anything like that. He's out there in just the short sleeve top. The polo for the umpire is that one missing upstairs for a ball. When this game started, hey, that's good weather. For, it was good weather for it. Now as that sun continues to climb lower and lower in right field, I'm surprised they actually haven't turned the lights on here yet at Wilson Rozier. As we got ball four delivered to Ryan Cooper, he'll take his base. But it's starting to get colder and colder out here at Wilson Rozier. That beautiful weather 
to start the game, it's been uh, it's it, it's fleeted us now. Yeah, it's, it's still nice, but it's getting a little cold at this point. It's getting to the point where, like you said, as the sun starts to go down, you're starting to see winds kind of whip it up a little bit higher, and that's making things a little bit uh, cooler on the field as well. So some of these guys, maybe pitchers as well, sitting in the dugout for a little bit. Might have a, a little trouble coming back out to face the next inning. Ryan Cooper at first, up at the plate, sporting that hot pink baseball bat is Brady Cox. And he takes one inside for a ball. Almost took it off the arm as well. He had to lean out of the way of that one. I know I've told this story before, but it's, I think it was last year when I told it last and uh, about me umpiring a softball game. The 1-0, low and inside for a ball. And uh, I umpired a softball game, and one of the girls that I knew on the team was up with a crucial situation. Bases loaded, two outs and a 3-2 count, and a pitch right on the outside corner. Perfect pitch. Struck her out. She took it. Boy, she gave me the dirtiest looks. <laughs> she also happened to be the catcher. So, Oh. oh. And Brady Cox, instead of wearing that first one on his arm, he takes that one off the helmet. And he, with a smile on his face, tosses the bat back towards home and trots over to first. He's doing quite all right. Gives the thumbs up to the home plate umpire. I don't feel so bad about that story now because uh, what I was going to say, every pitch that was in the dirt got past her, and I was, you know, jumping up and down in the back there to stay out of <laughs> the base, or the softball away because she was pretty mad at me for about uh, two innings there. But Brady Cox that time, he just ducked kind of put his head down and hit him in the back of the helmet, and he tried it down to first like nothing happened. I mean, he's lucky there because, I mean, he kind of ducked his head a little bit, and you expose that little back of your head, back of your neck area. And, you know, the helmet covers enough of your head, at least the important stuff, but if you're going to wear that on the back of your neck, you're going to be feeling that and have quite the welt the next day. I'm sure that will probably still give him a little bit of a stinger as he's uh... – Starting to cool down a little in the field. The 0-1 breaking ball dropped in for a strike, 0-2. You've got Cooper at second, Cox at first, an opportunity for Farmington with Colton Crump up at the plate. Again, an 0-2 count now, and you've got runners at first and second, nobody out, so you need to try to come back and get this guy. Pitch off the tip of the glove of Sam Street. Everyone will get 90 feet. Cooper goes to third, Cox is at second. You've got a courtesy runner out there for Cooper. And I believe again, it's Ian Sales. Count now sits one and two with two in scoring position. I think it's got to be a tough position, too, on a cool day like this is to catch. Breaking ball. Didn't get the low outside corner. Trying to throw it back door was Carter Losenkamp. The 2-2. Swung on and missed strike three. Colton Crump with a big hack. He can't touch it. It's that same breaking ball on the outside part of the plate. This time it did get the corner. Even if Crump held up his swing, that's a big out number one in the bottom of the sixth inning. Yeah, I think he might have been thinking about something other pitch. It looked like he was just a little bit out in front on that one, and he waved at it it as it went by, and a big strikeout there for Losekamp. First pitch high and inside on Larkin. Goes off the tip of the glove of Sam Street, but he stays with it. Only trickles a few feet away from home plate, keeping Ian Sales at third. I like that for Sales anyway, not to really push his luck. If it's a one-run game, consider it. You need a lot more than just you at third base. You've got five outs left to play within the rest of the game. Don't go unless you absolutely know for sure you're going to make it. The pitch. 
Not sure where that one missed. That looked good from Losenkamp, but it's a ball. And the count now 2-0. and We've seen both pitchers, uh, well, actually all the pitchers here today, kind of lose their control at times, and it's cost their teams. Let's see what Losenkamp comes back with. The 2-0 outside part of the plate, ball three. That one definitely a ball. And Colby Larkins looking to reach base safely for the first time this game. He's grounded out to second, had that pop out that Nathan Young tracked down in foul territory on the third base side. That's his day so far. 3-0. Upstairs, ball four. And look at this opportunity for Farmington. Their bench making a ton of noise. They've got the bases loaded and only one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. And we'll see if we get a pitching change here. There's a meeting on the mound amongst just the players. And the head coach for the Fox Warriors standing at the edge of the dugout right now in Neil Richardson. He stays just there. That means Losenkamp will stay on the mound. I don't think Losenkamp, you know, coming into this inning, he, it looked like he had kind of settled down, felt like he was kind of, you know, in control of his pitches, of the game itself. And in this inning, he starts off the inning by walking a batter, and then you get a pass ball and then a hit by pitch. Then he gets a big strikeout and comes back with a uh, four-pitch uh, base on balls as well, and now the bases are jammed. Big opportunity for Farmington. And Trevor Sutherland, who is in line for the loss as he takes a breaking ball for strike one. You know he could change that, and he would certainly like to. Infield, corners are playing in, middle infield at double play depth. Poked foul, straight back. I think that was an opportunity as well, as we've talked about before, where the pitch looked a little better than it was, and he just reached out and tried to stroke at the opposite field. Carter Lusikam sets and delivers the 0-2. Poked up the middle, over the top of the glove of Nick Darty at shortstop, who tried everything to reach up for it. One run comes in to score. Farmington cuts into that Fox lead. It's now a 6-4 ball game. And a great job that time by the shortstop because if nothing else, he deked the runner at second base into thinking it might be caught, and he turned around and ran back to second. Otherwise, we might have another run crossing the plate. Yeah, he did everything he could to reach that one, and that kind of held everyone in check for a split second, and that's why only one run was able to come in and score for Farmington. But that brings Connor Rice to the plate, and if Rice can reach safely, Jackson McDowell in the top of the order is due up. Pitch high and inside, missing for a ball. Nowhere to put Connor Rice on the base path either. You've got Brady Cox at third, Larkins at second, Sutherland at first. A walk and a strikeout looking. That's the day so far for Connor Rice, batting out of the ninth spot, right fielder for the Farmington Knights. A 1-0, eye level, missing way inside. 2-0 your count. Carter Losenkamp's in some trouble. Carter Losekam's got to step off and think about what he's doing right here, and I think that uh, you know you're looking at the bottom hitter in the lineup. Doesn't mean he's a terrible hitter, but it means that uh, this is a guy you really need to come after. And now timeout is called, and uh, the home plate umpire says something to the Farmington dugout after calling timeout. Two and zero your counts, and again similar to Braden Losekamp who began this game. It's the third inning pitched by Carter Losekamp here in the sixth now. That's been problematic for them. First two innings, good baseball. 
from the Losen camps, but it's that third inning they've had to pitch when they've ran into a bit of trouble as Connor Rice takes ball three. It's a 3-0 and count. Carter Losen camp with nowhere to put Connor Rice. The pitch inside it got Connor Rice. It's a hit by pitch. It's a one-run ball game. Six to five, your score. Fox still with the lead, but Farmington's got all the momentum. And here comes center fielder and leadoff hitter Jackson McDowell to the plate where he will face off against a new pitcher. And here comes the manager for the Fox Warriors. They have a long, slow walk to the mound. It's Neil Richardson. Let's see, I imagine he'll take the ball away from Carter Losenkamp when he gets out there. He hasn't yet. Yeah, here comes someone from the dugout. We're going to see a new pitcher enter the game. Lucas Urschler will come in. The sophomore entering the game. Long, lucky right-hander coming in. Uh, looks like he'll be pitching here with runners in scoring position all over the place. And an opportunity for Farmington not only to tie it up, but to take the lead here in the bottom of the sixth. And, and I felt like Carter was kind of in control of this game coming into this inning. And control lost him. A couple of hit-by-pitches. Uh, a couple of batters that were hit by pitches. Uh, some bases on balls. And really, the only hit in this inning was the RBI single by Trevor Sutherland. And it wasn't tagged. It was just put the bat out there and take it back up the middle. Yeah, it was hit well. You know, it wasn't like it was a weak infield hit or something right. like that, but it certainly wasn't smoked to center field. It was yeah. just well placed out of the reach of any of the infielders for the uh, for the Fox Warriors. But uh, you look at Losenkamp, it was the location that got away from him in this inning. First inning that he pitched back in the fourth, 14 pitches, 7 strikes. Fifth inning, 15 pitches, 9 strikes. Here in the sixth, 26 pitches, 9 strikes. That's little above 34 percent on the game or yeah. uh, on that inning in terms of the pitches that you've thrown going for strikes the book isn't closed on carter he's pitched two and a third innings he faced 13 batters he threw 55 total pitches 30 balls 25 strikes he allowed a hit two runs both of them were earned walked four struck out two hit a pair of batters as well era currently sits at six flat but it could grow from here as he is responsible for Larkins, Sutherland, and Rice at third, second, and first, respectively. And all he can do is watch as he heads to the bench, and Lucas Urschler enters the game to pitch in his place. Like you said, tall, lanky righty going through his warm-up tosses right now. And what an opportunity for Farmington's leadoff hitter, Jackson McDowell. Ground out to second, grounded into a fielder's choice up the middle, and popped out to left field. That's his day so far. Well, if I had to describe Farmington's team right now, I would describe them as tough. Two hit-by-pitches in this inning. Brady Cox got hit on the back of the head with a pitch. Yeah. He jogs down to first base, pumping his fist in the air. And on that last pitch, the uh, number nine hitter, Connor Rice, gets hit by ball four. Basically, it would have been ball four. Um, and it hits him, and not only does he jog down to first, but he pumps his arms in the air like, yeah, I meant to do that. He was excited. So this is a tough little ball club right now. I got another adjective for you. As a dog makes his way onto the field, some dog just ran <laughs> right past the Fox dugout, and he's on the field now. Looks like it's some kind of husky mix, mm. tan and white, as it makes its way across the diamond to the Farmington side and out of play. We got a, a rally lassie for Farmington here. <laughs> 
Well, let's see. That'll take you back Jackson to Jackson McDowell digging in at the plate. That'll take you back to the 2011 World Series and the rally squirrel for the yeah. Cardinals that year. We've seen cats make their way onto the field in the major league level, squirrels sometimes. Usually those animals wind up living in the ballpark in some capacity, though. Um, don't know if I've ever seen a dog in a ball game make his way onto the field. And hopefully the owner of that dog is able to get back with the dog as well. He's not still running around free somewhere. Count 0-1, pitch low outside corner, no, says the umpire as he shakes his head. Count now an even 1-1. One and one. Looking down at Richardson down there, the head coach of Fox, he's not real happy. He's pacing around, thinking that last pitch might have caught the corner. The 1-1. Off the plate for a ball, 2-1. and one. The walks got you here, hit by pitches. They got you here. You don't need to keep adding to it. If you're Fox, you got to come after this hitter, even though he's the number one hitter in the lineup. I feel like with the way this game has gone, and Farmington will probably be happy with the way they fought back. Counts out. Now it's 3-1. and one. I think it's going to be that both teams will kind of feel like they lost this game. Farmington with the errors that they've committed. If Fox falls behind here, it's you know the, unable, unabil- the inability rather to find the strike zone in this sixth inning. 3-1, hit in the air, right field, slicing foul and out of play. But going back to what I said before, before I was interrupted by the dog that ran onto the field, <laughs> another word to describe this Farmington team, composed. I mean, the Farmington... They had that sloppy inning in the field, and a lot of teams, especially a young team like Farmington, they're going to hang their head after that. They're not really going to feel like they're in this game. Chop towards second. We'll see if Fox can turn two on a second for one on the first. In time, double play. And the Fox Warriors elude more damage done by the Farmington Knights on a 4-6-3 double play to end the inning. Farmington... They got two runs off of one hit, no errors, and courtesy of the double play, only three, two are left stranded on base. Your score sits 6-5, to five. Fox out in front of Farmington as we head to the seventh inning on AM 1240 KFMO. Your husband is pretty handy to have around. He makes the world's best mac and cheese. He's in the Tickle Monster Hall of Fame. And he can teach anyone how to throw strikes. But a busted pipe and a basement full of water? Honey, I think we need a plumber. Is a little out of his league. That's where a homeowner's policy from Shelter Insurance comes in handy. We'll help get your house back in order and your husband back to what he does best. (laughs) Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto home and life needs. 573-358-3674. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington, Missouri. One great website, www.thinkcarsmart.com. That's www.thinkcarsmart.com. Almost 100 vehicles in stock offering makes and models and financing for almost everyone. Shop 24-7 at www.thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next vehicle. So when you're in the market for a car, think smart. Think Car Smart. Where buying a car isn't rocket science. Looking for Mineral Area College spirit wear, Trinity College wear, school supplies, art supplies? In the market for a new laptop computer or other electronics? Check out our expanded bookstore on Mineral Area College's Park Hills campus. Not sure what to buy? A gift card might be just the thing for the Mac student in your life. Visit Mineral Area College's bookstore today on the Park Hills campus near the Lettington Park Hills exit. It starts here, Mineral Area College. Visit them online at mineralarea.edu. 
High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Kennan in Park Hills. A 16-minute bottom half of the sixth inning sees the Farmington Knights cut a three-run lead to just one. They were oh so close to cutting into it completely and eliminating it but they couldn't get it the rest of the way 6-5 your score golfed into right field Connor Rice has a good look at it this time and makes the play and I'm still surprised Glenn that you know, it's not super dark yet but just to get it in early I'm surprised we still don't see the lights on here at Wilson Rozier usually about this time they start to kick on that sun's getting low in right field yeah it's starting to get a little bit not really shadows but you're starting to see just a little bit of that uh haze i guess you could say yeah. of a, a late evening and uh, i'm i'm with you I, i've kind of figured they'd be on at least the top of this inning hit into right field connor rice gonna be tested again he's got another good beat on it loses the hat but can't track it down even with his speed he couldn't get to that one in right field as it lands in foul territory innocently and the count is 0-1 to Sam Street. And the way he played that ball, it, it, there must be a good little wind blowing from left to right out there that's kind of pulling the ball away because it looked like at first he had a beat on it, and then it looked like all of a sudden he went, nope, I don't, i got to get after it, and it just carried away from him. And you kind of, you know, we always talk about the flags they've got, the three flagpoles out at Wilson Rozier. If you look above that, though, at the trees... You, know, you can kind of see them swaying a little bit. You see what I'm talking about? Yep, so there's yep. certainly some gust out there. Maybe kind of a swirling wind of some sort. It's not really like a straight wind because you see that tree moving a little bit back and forth. It's it's enough to move it. Back-to-back balls delivered to Sam Street, and he's worked a 2-1 count. He's 0-2 with a strikeout looking, a walk, and another strikeout looking. The 2-1. Low, ball three. Three balls, one strike. And Fox would love to get a run back here and pad that lead that they've built throughout this game that they've now seen dwindle down to just one. When Farmington returns to the plate, going to be the meat and potatoes of the order, two, three, and four. Low, ball four, taking his base, Sam Street, as he works a walk. And you know Josh Hain is not happy with that because you just got back into the game. You got the first pitch, fly ball, out. Now the second pitch, it looked like maybe a fly ball out, but that play gets out of play. And then four straight balls, and you got a runner at first. Sam Street over at first base with a lead. As digging into the plate is Corbin Waller. And Waller slices that one well foul. Waller, we said before, was lefty on lefty battle between him and Sutherland as there's a pitch missing upstairs. But even facing the righty and a crump didn't do him too many favors as he popped out to Sutherland in left field in his most recent at-bat. Currently sits 0-2 in the game. 2-0 to him. High and outside, ball 3, 3-0. No action in the Farmington bullpen, so they're going to stick with Colton Crump here. Well, I know it's getting cooler, but somebody's driving by playing Jingle Bells right now. So I believe that would be the ice cream band would be my guess. <laughs> I don't think it's that cold yet. No. Uh, it, it was nice for ice. It was a great day for ice cream earlier today. Yep. 
But again, this was earlier today. At this point, uh, maybe the ice cream man's just making his way home and making a detour past Wilson Rozier, see if he can, you know, sell another ice cream or two. Because there's a pitch missing upstairs for a ball. Yeah, I think maybe what he did is he uh, just forgot to change the uh, music out in his ice cream van at some point. <laughs> I ain't picking on the music in particular. I was just—I thought you were just talking about the ice cream man <laughs> being out in general. And like I said, I think it's a little too cold for that at this point. I was sitting here thinking, do I hear jingle bells somewhere? <laughs> sure enough, I did. And it won't be Crump going the rest of the way for Farmington. We'll see another pitching change here. And I think they just put someone in from the bench into the game. No, it's going to be Aiden Redman who comes over from his shortstop position. And Jackson McDowell comes in from center field to man the shortstop position. And I'm trying to see if I can get a look at whoever's out there at center field now. As if the distance wasn't hard enough to identify these Farmington uniforms where it's yellow letters and numbers on a white uniform, a light gold, if you will, makes it even harder, but uh, an assist from a fan up in the front row telling us it's Tatum Tinsley who's back in the field. He started the game as the left fielder and was DH'd for. He's now out at center field and will play there for the rest of this game. We're in the top of the seventh inning. It's a 6-5 to five lead for Fox over Farmington. And again, the book isn't officially closed on Crump, but here's how his game has gone. Three innings. He faced 15 batters on 61 pitches, threw one more strike than balls. He allowed two hits, two runs. None of them earned. He walked three, struck out two, ERA of zero, and a whip of 1.66. Out-of-town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door. We got an update in softball. And the Valley Catholic Warriors beat the Central Lady Rebels 14-2. And if that's surprising to you, considering the talent that Central has, keep in mind a few things. Central just, and I mean just, finished basketball season on Friday. And Valley Catholic is a good team as well. This is not the Valley Catholic softball team of years past. This is a solid Valley Catholic bunch. Out of town scoreboard check comes courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door, 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington, providing over 40 years of great service to their customers. You can visit them online, mineralareadoor.com. Made in Redmond, facing off against Nick Darty. That is a big run out there at second base. Walk fly out to center and a ground out for Darty. Trying to see if he can plate, like you said, at least street at second. If not more, you've got Waller, center fielder for the Fox Warriors at first. And the first pitch taken for a ball, 1-0. Pitch. Fastball blown past Darty, 1-1. One one. After nine consecutive balls, that's the first strike we've seen in quite a while as uh, Fox is just letting Farmington give him free passes. Time called at the plate. Redmond with a number of looks back to second at street. Trying to keep an eye on him, keep him close over there. The 1-1. Hit on the ground towards third. It hops off the chest of Larkins. He picks it up, throws to first. In time still, no, not in time. 
Excuse me, that's not Larkins at third. Colton Crump made his way over to third base. That ball, That'll be an E5. That ball took a little bit of a jump on him, but it was a ball that I'm sure he believes he should probably have caught on the uh, bounce, and it took just a little bit of a jump, came up, hit him in the chest. He picked it up, and by the time he picked it up, the uh, runner was always already almost all the way down first base. And so now runners at first, second, and third. The bases are loaded once again. And only one out with Tyler Lang at the plate, and he takes the first pitch ball at about his feet. Want to know your count? Well, Fox has a chance to build on that one-run lead that Farmington has shaved it down to and get an insurance run here as it gets away from Ryan Cooper. He slides, throws it back to the pitcher. It's too high as he leaps over the sliding Sam Street who scores. Another throw back to the plate. This time off the plate. Redmond covering. Couldn't make the swipe tag in time. Two runs coming to score, and Fox is back up by three. Well, that time what happened is the ball got past Ryan Cooper and went back towards the backstop. He ran back, leaned down, picked it up, fired it back to the pitcher and overthrew Aiden Redmond, who was coming in from the pitching mound. The ball then went into the infield and just died. It just laid there. So the runner at third said, I'm going for it, and he came in to score as well. And a seven or a, a two-run lead gives it an 8-5 lead now in the seventh inning. And you got Darty at third as well, so a sacrifice fly can bring him home, and that would be the largest lead of the game for the Fox Warriors. This one sliced to right field, and it's going to be foul. Rice unable to make up the ground necessary to get to it. Two and one, your count now to Tyler Lang with a runner on third instead of bases loaded and an 8-5 ball game in favor of the Fox Warriors. And I think you've got to think, like you were talking about before, if Farmington loses this game, they're probably going to kick themselves over the number of mistakes they've had today and uh, a number of pass balls and thrown, uh, you know, bad throws and things like that that have just gotten away from them today. And Coach Haynes said that, you know, his goal this year is to be better at the end of the year than they were in the beginning of the year as there's a strike off the plate. Nice frame job from Ryan Cooper. I thought that was going to be called a ball, but I think he just pulled it back in in the last second and got the call for Aiden Redmond. Pulled the count even at 2-2. Two and two. You're right. Self-inflicted wounds are going to be the story of this game no matter what. Breaking ball, missing for a ball. Three and two, your count to Tyler Lang. That sun continues to get even lower. Three, two. Swung on and missed by Tyler Lang. It's in the dirt, picked up by the catcher. He takes his time to look the runner Darty back to the bag at third before eventually making the play over at first. We've got two away. That's been a little bit of an adventure today for Ryan Cooper. He's had some ob- obvious problems with, you know, throwing the ball at times. Maybe the grip, maybe just hurrying himself a little bit too much. But uh, he did a great job that time getting out there, looking the runner back, and then taking his time and throwing a strike down to first base. Here comes Seth Steger to the plate. First pitch to him. In his fourth plate appearance, misses low and away for a ball. Here's how the other three trips to the plate have gone. Single on that pop fly to left field that landed just in front of Tatum Tinsley. He couldn't catch up to it. Reached on a sacrifice bunt on an error commit by the pitcher and grounded out as well. And he'll reach base safely again. This time he's hit by a pitch. Just wears that in between of the number 22 on his back, right in between the number twos. And that has to hurt on a day like today. A little bit cool. Got that wind blowing hard. You're standing up there already kind of cold, and that ball comes in and hits you in the back. 
He's not showing any signs of it, but I'm sure that doesn't feel too good. St- I, th- I still think that hurts significantly less than what the home plate umpire felt earlier oh, in this yeah. game when it went off your hand. You know, it's one thing you get hit in the back, it's another off your fingertips on a cold day. And you kind of feel your hand, you know, swelling in and out as the blood is pumping back through it again. Pitch in the dirt for Bruinger. The home plate umpire is a stocky guy, and he turned around and went down pretty quick after it hit him in the hand that time, so you know that it had to hurt. Bunt shown, barrel pulled back, taken for a strike, roll even at one and one. Got two away here in the top of the seventh inning. Fox has reclaimed the three-run lead, eight to five. They're out in front. Pitch, sliced, foul. Count one and two. Things can go from bad to worse. If Bruinger can reach safely, even if it doesn't result in a run for Fox, we've got the bases loaded for the top of the order. And he will reach safely as he lines this one into right center field, and it will roll all the way to the fence. One run comes in to score. Two runs will come in to score. It's a two-RBI triple for Bruinger. And 10-5 to five is the lead for the Fox Warriors. Well, that was a no-doubter. He got right on top of that ball, and he hit it up the gap. The only question was, was he going to circle the bases? And he was really chugging it around first base to see if he could possibly do that. But he got into third easily, drove in two more runs, and now a two-run lead turns into a five-run lead as an appeal play is thrown over to first. But they said no dice. He touched it. And now the umpires are going to talk about something. I'm going to discuss whether or not Bruinger missed first base. Let's see. And Josh Hain looking for an explanation now from the home plate umpire. They even signaled one way or another. I'm going to just go and assume that, yeah, he's still safe. And meeting is adjourned between the home plate umpire and Josh Hain. Josh saw something he didn't uh, think was kosher out there at first base and so he went out and appealed that play but uh, they say no he touched the bag and everything was good it's a 10-5 ball game now largest lead of the contest for the fox warriors fouled straight back count is 0-1 you've got bruinger on third now and losenkam at up at the plate gotta always go back to marvelous marv throneberry of the amazing mets that story of his back in 1963 where he came up and hit a double that scored a couple of runs, but they called him out because he missed second base when he rounded second. The 1-1, missing off the plate, 2-1. And And Casey Stingle comes out to argue, and as he's arguing, he notices the first base coach is not saying a word. (laughs) So he goes over to the first base coach and chews him out as the ball's in the dirt and asks him why he's not arguing, and he said because he missed first too. So marvelous Marv, not much of a base runner. 3-1. Called a strike on the outside part of the plate. Suspiciously quiet is how you would describe that. (laughs) Got a runner at third, two outs, top of the seventh. Five-run lead for Fox, and it won't end here. Pitch off the plate. Raiden Losenkamp works a walk. Now Carter will come to the plate. You're looking at a guy like... uh, 
Brinegar, who could possibly get some pizza tonight. He's had a couple of hits, the big one being the two RBI triple here in his last time up, an infield hit. Didn't really get anything started, but kind of got him out of the way for the next inning. Well, he's got the single on the hard ground ball towards second, and he's got some insurance runs with that triple here as well. Slow roller towards short, Jackson McDowell. Underhand toss to Caden Probst, covering the bag at second for the fielder's choice. And the third and final out in the top half of inning number seven. But the damage is done. Fox regains the lead and then some as they plate four off of one hit, two errors, and they leave two stranded. Farmington in the bottom of the seventh inning. Last licks for the Knights. They'll send Redmond, Probst, and Cooper to the plate when we return after this on KFMO. Are you building a new home? If so, you need to know the importance of making it energy efficient. The only time to insulate your home to the highest standard is while it's being built. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Ozarks Modern Insulation, our goal is to make your energy costs as low as we possibly can. Request a free quote online anytime at ozarkinsulation.com. See Placid Tire Service for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price. While others are searching for tires to order, we'll get you fixed up with a great set of tires and back on the road in no time with our four tires, one hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on your budget with our Placid Tire Service card or no credit needed financing options. For the right tire at the right price right now, the choice is easy. That's Placid Tire Service. Farmington Building Supply on Karst Boulevard in Farmington is there to help with everything you need for your next project. Rick and his team are knowledgeable and experienced and are there to help, whether you're a professional contractor or the do-it-yourselfer. Farmington Building Supply, locally owned since 1958, offers you their number one priority, service. Find all the supplies you're looking for along with information and experience you need to finish your project from start to finish at Farmington Building Supply on Karst Boulevard in Farmington. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd and Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. 10-5, your score. Farmington's got a plate five if they want to keep this game going. And that's not a great start. Chopped to third, easy play from Nathan Young. He throws it across the diamond for out number one on the first pitch of the bottom of the seventh inning. Well, like you said, it's not a great way to get a rally started, but go back to the uh, top half of this inning. First pitch, fly ball to right field, one out, and you thought, okay, well, Fox is going to go down quietly and give Farmington a chance, but instead they played it a few more runs. Out of town scoreboard check. Mineral area overhead door brings it to you. Elsewhere in the top of the fourth inning, St. Vincent leads Fredericktown 5-1. to one. Potosi's out in front of Potosi in the top of the sixth, 5-4. We got a final. Bismarck tops Grandview by a final of four to one. That's all baseball scores. This one hit into left center field and deep. It'll be an extra base hit as it drops down for Caden Probst. He'll take a big turnaround first, head to second, stay there with a stand up double. Good job by Probst that time. He just went down and found a pitch that he could handle and he hit it and hit it hard. Yeah, hit it up the gap. Rolls almost all the way to the wall. Got out to the warning track at about the 350 mark. And now he'll be. Uh, run for with a courtesy runner or is he going to go over and just talk it over yeah he's yeah, just going to give up his gloves equipment and such and hand that to a third base coach make his way back towards seconds yeah stand up double that's what you need if you're farmington a couple more of those if you want to come back in this one elsewhere in softball scores we've got a final st genevieve tops kingston 22 to 1 
Mineral area overhead door bringing you that out-of-town scoreboard check as we got time called with an 0-1 count. Yeah, uh, a quick meeting on the mound between the catcher, Sam Street, and Lucas Urschler, the pitcher. I'm looking out there at second base. He was asking for the oven mitt. That's what he's got out there. That's what everybody's calling That's, him these days. Uh, that has become <laughs> so much more common in a short period of time these last couple of years. I mean, that used to be only if you, like, broke your finger or something like that, you'd wear that to get the protection. Um, but now it seems like everyone's wearing that thing when they're out on the base paths. Pitch gets away from Sam Street on the outside for a ball, and Probst will make his way to third. A passed ball puts him 90 feet from home, representing one of the five runs Farmington needs if they want to come back in this contest. 10-5, they trail. Reading one of the, uh, I think it was Super 70 Sports on Twitter, talked about a game in spring training when Trey Turner was still playing at spring training, not at the World Baseball Classic. Not sure where that pitch missed from Urschler, but it's a ball. And uh, that guy's great. He's, he's hilarious. He comes up with some just odd things to say, but one of the things he said was that they were waiting on the Bat Boy to get Trey Turner's oven mitts out. And because it took so long as the ball is outside, they uh, went by the new rule, and they had the bat boy executed. <laughs> pitching change rules, so they're not that extreme. <laughs> some people, have, uh, some of the you know the old school baseball purists, as there's a swing and a miss to run the count full three and two for Ryan Cooper, have acted as if that's yeah. the rule change that we're seeing. As we got a delay once again, the dog back out on the field. And he's rounding first and going to make his way to second base. Stop there. And he's in a bit of a pickle between a couple players for Fox. And now he'll make his way into right field. Turn to his right. Approach the right fielder in Bruinger and lay down there for some belly rubs. Yep. And Bruinger, the chosen one. We might have just seen him. The dog might have just chosen the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza player of the game right there. Is now a uh, first base coach for Farmington going to come out and Get a handle on that dog. Is there a leash for this dog available? As now he's going to be picked up by the Farmington first base coach and carried off the field. Much to the uh, to the pleasure of the fans here at Wilson Rozier Ballpark. He'll be walked off the field on the first base side and hopefully contained somewhere, put on a leash by the owner. It's the same dog from before. I think he's going to assign a... Uh freshman to watch the yeah. dog the rest of the game we got airbud happening here this one fouled straight back they made an airbud baseball movie with one of those right i know basketball was the first one yeah yeah they had i think uh, eventually they made a baseball airbud right i think so by that time my kids were grown up so i didn't see it <laughs> but i'm sure i will sooner or later with the grandkids here's the three two off the plate ball four ryan cooper takes his base wasn't it Ryan Cooper up at the plate last time that happened, too? I don't know. I, I think get, it was Ryan Cooper both times. I was getting ready to say, what did Farmington do after he ran on the field last time? Let's see, two runs in that inning. So, Well, Farmington needs him to run on the run out on the field twice more if they want to get six by that math. And got a courtesy runner over at first base. Yeah, you gotta you got to give it up for the right fielder because – he didn't just say, okay, well, this is getting silly. Yeah. He called the dog out to him yeah, and got him to lay that, down, and then they came and got him. As the owner of four yellow labs uh, who have sometimes gotten out of the house, 
Um, swung on a miss for a strike to Brady Cox. Here's a piece of advice for any dog owners. If you have a dog, it gets away from you. You get the dog's attention, and you run away from the dog. Yep. Because the whole time, they think it's a game. So if you get their attention, and you run after them, they think, oh, you're chasing me. That's the game. I got to run away. And they'll <laughs> run away further. But if you get their attention, and you run away, they think, oh, I'm chasing you. That's the game. And then they follow you. A little public service announcement for there you there. Here's the 0-2 to Brady Cox with one out. Slow roller towards second. Cox will see if he can beat this out at first. It's picked up by the second baseman, Losenkamp, and the play is made at first. Nice job, Braden Losenkamp. That was a slow rolling ball towards second. Not only was it slow, but it was also knuckling towards the right side, and he had to go over and make sure it didn't get under his glove, and he did a good job on that. It scores a runner in Probst from third. And Sales makes his way to second now, but they'll take that trade any day of the week, Fox. It's now a four-run game, 10-6 your score. By the way, Airbud seventh inning fetch is ah. the name of the movie you're talking about. I thought they made one of them. with. I think at that point, I, my brothers and I were too old for the <laughs> Airbud movies, but I remember seeing that they had made a baseball one because they started switching with different sports after the basketball one. They all won. High in the air, playable as Darty with his heels in the outfield grass, drifts to his left one stride, makes the play for the third and final out, and that will do it. First game of the spring season is in the books, and it's a 10-6 victory for the Fox Warriors over the Farmington Knights. We'll take a break. Bill Bass, American Family Insurance Post Game Show, coming up next on KFMO.